Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Episode 236 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hilberton, and who's in the upside down with me tonight? Blake Anglin here. Vincent Goodwin from Some of My Friends Read Comics. From the YouTube channel Rich Kale, and also from various fan fiction sites, Richard Sampson, and who may even be descended from one of the people John Quincy Adams wanted to t- contact the inner earth. <laughs> and lastly, Kyle F., uh, mostly known as Chibi UFO and Canadian UFO on various circles of the internet. I am happy to be here. Well, I've made several other podcast appearances about films, uh, this is my first podcast appearance about video games, and I am super jazzed. And welcome in your first time on Games My Mom Found. Thank you. And for some reason, oh, my cat just wants to climb my keyboard right now. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Kyle. Kyle the cat is our mascot for this yeah. episode. For yeah, that's fine. Classic cat. Lion fight. Kitty. Yeah. Yes. My first video game podcast I ever did was Soul Blazer on this show. So. Oh, hell yeah. What a game. What a game. Oh. Yeah, we did Soul Blazer. We did Illusion of Gaia. Nice. Okay. And I've been meaning to get into what's considered the last of the Quintet trilogy, Terranimba. Yeah. Which came out came off Super Nintendo. It did not come out in North America, but it came out in the PAL region in 1996. And it came out in Japan as well as, uh, oh shoot, wow, of course, the time 95. I actually, yeah, I need to remember the Japanese title of this game. And it's uh, on the podcast, and I can't remember it. Excuse <laughs> I me, heard oh it. My Does that count? I don't remember it either, though. Yeah, it's like Tenshi Suzuko, I, or shoot, oh my goodness. No, you're good, that- <laughs> <laughs> I just go by the English one because I can only yeah. speak English, so we just go with that. That works. But <laughs> I remember hearing someone translate the Japanese name one of the one of the YouTube videos I was watching, and it made more sense like what the title was in Terrigenma. Mm, yeah, so. Tenchi Soso, but I'm not sure how to pronounce. Um, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my goodness the the one time I actually need to remember this to say it in a podcast, and my brain just <laughs> bleh, nope. Before we go too far, I do want to say like. One thing I always like to ask people their memories of this game. Like, I had been meaning to play this game for, God, over 20 years now. Like, I was into emulation back in the day. Mm. I remember hearing about this game, knew it never came to North America, loved Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, and for some reason it took me over 20 years to finally play this. And mainly it's only on here because me and Vincent were talking about either doing this or Prince of Persia, Warrior Within, and he's like, well, I'd rather do this. And I'm like, all right, we'll do this instead. Then. <laughs> That's how this okay. finally happened. I can understand that. Like, picking between those two, like... I, I, I love that game. I love that Prince of Persia game as well. I think it's a very good, solid game. But uh, I think this, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 there's there's something very special about uh, the quintet games that are just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have such a soft spot for all of them. Even the quintet games that I don't kind of technically like with, like, I'm making fingers, as I'm saying. <laughs> I don't like. But even those, like, I like. Like, they're just so they're damn charming. And, yeah. And, like, I, I just... I there, I have such a love affair for quintet. It's just I'm I'm gonna gush all over the place. Yeah. So excuse me. I mean, oh, quintet fine. just kind of lived like in like such they, they they burned fast and bright, and they never really had a chance to like for to like wear out their welcome. Uh, so for the audience, like quintet is Act Razors one and two, Soul Blazer, um, Illusion of Gaia, this Terra Enigma, and also Robo uh, Robotrack. And, oh, and don't forget uh, Grand Stream Saga for the PlayStation okay. One. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so that's, luckily, that's a pretty short, fat, like it's short and fast. And then they, I don't know, whatever happened to Quintet. And I'm sure l- do. luckily, with Grand Stream Saga, that actually did come out in North America. So, hooray for us! There's only this game that never came out, which is unfortunate. Well, there's also, well, let's see, I see two other games from Quintet. 
planet Laika and Orphan Guyan of Sorcery. Right. I think I've read a little bit about those games, but I have I unfortunately... I can tell you Orphan did come out in America because I have a copy to the right of me. So. Oh! Oh my god, okay. Not good, but I okay. have a copy and, to the right uh, of me. Planet Laika did not come out in America. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just like, I mean, I loved Illusion of Gaia so much as a kid. I think Nintendo Power, I was on that Nintendo Power propaganda real hard, and they pushed <laughs> it real hard back in 1994, I want to say. So I was I was all in on that. I think it even came with like a little player's guide, which I think is going to come into some of my criticism of Terra Enigma not having that. But it was just like a lot of fun. And so then I've been like, and then I found out Soul, I didn't even know that Soul Blazer existed before that until a couple years ago. And I knew Terra Enigma existed probably in the early 2000s based on emulation, but I don't think Nintendo Power ever mentioned it. Uh, so that's that's my memories with the series is, and then wondering like why Square, because now they're owned by, the, these properties are now owned by Square, Square Enix. Uh, I'm like, why was this not released as like collection of mana or like a, that saga collection they ever had with the trilogy of games? It's just like we have, you know, Soul Blazer, which is a little simplistic, but cool. Illusion of Gaia, which is very like story driven. And then a game that was never released in America. So, I mean, that's it's it's a very cool series that I think would do really well in America. But they Yeah, it, it probably could do very well. And, and let's face it, uh, since they did release the mana collection. Mm-hmm. That's like the first time officially the third game got released in America. Right. And so I'm like, y'all could do this again real easily. That's that, that's your marketing spin. Because Square loves throwing, you know, three ROMs on a cartridge and charging <laughs> 60 bucks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, and this do. seems like a, an easy one to do that I'd be happy with. Actually, I'm just, the, oh, sorry, sorry. The Saga Collection is the only one I've actually purchased multiple copies of. Nice. Well, let's oh, see. I got it on the on the on the switch, and I got it on for on the computer. So I'm like, nice. I'll never lose it now. <laughs> ah, nice. And Blake, I have a question for you. Since you're a big Secret of Mana got fan, you never played Terra Enigma, right? Until I convinced you to this week, past couple weeks. You know, yeah. So that's obviously like my wheelhouse: uh, Super Nintendo RPGs, Illusion of Gaia, one of my all-time favorites uh, back in the day. So. You know, as I grew up, I kind of you start looking around with, with emulation like that become easier. Some of these games that we never got. I'd never heard of Terran, certainly as a child. I didn't know it existed. didn't know it was a trilogy, any of it. So, um, you know, as time goes on, I start looking around the Internet and I see it pop up on list of like great Super Nintendo games, RPGs. And it was just one that kind of lingered on the edge of like, I should play that one day. Uh, I think I even downloaded it once, played it for like five minutes. So I was excited when, you know, when we talked and, and I got the chance. It's um, in some ways, it's surprising that it never made it to the U.S. But then you look into the story of why, especially the timing. And yeah. you can see yeah. you can see why the decision was made. But it's really a shame because um, it's one that I think would be would be pretty, you know, lauded like right now, if if it yeah. was more widely available. Yeah, because I, I remember wondering, like, you know, how did they put it in Europe, but not in North America? Because then you have to translate in, like, multiple languages. Like, that that's not very common for Super Nintendo era, because they never even got, I think, Chrono Trigger or Mario RPG back in the day. And it's purely just functionally, like, Enix America just folded, and they didn't have a chance to publish it in America. Like, that's, that, that's the main reason. Because I was, was wondering, like, why did Europe get this game? But we didn't, because that's very uncommon for the era. Yeah, yeah, this is like strange. right at the end of the of the Super Nintendo's lifespan. Yeah, it's, too, like so. de- it's like December 95 for Japan, and I want to say like December 96 for Europe, which yeah. is still a little before the 64 came out, if I'm not mistaken. Because I want to say it's like September 96 for us. Yeah, Europe September 96 was the North American release for the Nintendo 64. 
Oh, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting yeah. story because um, ARC actually didn't revive North America until after 1996, so we couldn't have got the game because we didn't exist yet. Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> well, that's a little trivia for you guys. Well, also, Quintet, The Office went out of business in North America before this game was came out in Europe, I think, too. That's why we never got it. Oh, really? True. <laughs> that was something I was reading about. They had closed their office in America. But then we get other American games. I don't understand how that worked. But, no, I'm upset that this never came to America because I would have loved this Same back, back this then. Like, when I was playing this very well if it came out back then. Oh, I mean, this game was exceptional when I played it. Like, I couldn't get over, like, how damn good this game was to me, like, when I played it a couple last couple weeks, like I mean, it reminded me a lot of Secret of Mana and Secret Evermore, but better. Sorry, Blake. <laughs> Secret of Evermore jumped to my mind a whole lot playing through this. All I could when I finished this game, I said, "Damn, I really should play Secret Evermore one day." That's what went through my head. I never played it that much. Something that I found out about Quintet that I've always like took to heart. Like once I heard it, I was like, "Oh, so much stuff makes sense now." Is that a a lot of the devs for Quintet are ex-Falcom uh, employees. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that makes so much sense now. Because, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the combat is so, like, quick and accessible and easy to use and, like, fast. And a lot of Falcom games had that type of thing, too. Like, the East games and mm-hmm. some of the <laughs> yep. other types of uh, other, like, various, like, Falcom-related games. Like, I always feel like Falcom was really good with having, like, accessible combat in their games and like the quintet games also had this too and that like yeah ever since i heard that i'm like oh that make there's so much stuff that makes sense yeah. now that i'm like 100%. oh this it, it clicks it all clicks and i'm like oh that's perfect wow yeah yeah and i sure. didn't put that together but yeah 100 i mean and, and you know I, I just wasn't tapped into those kind of things at the time like i wasn't no, really of course to falcom until no, no, of course. psp era so like that yeah i didn't that know makes about, sense now in retrospect i didn't yeah. quite know about the whole east thing until uh early not early like mid ps2 like 2003 yeah. 2004 and i was like oh i don't know what this series is or east or like i didn't know how to pronounce the times so, like wise or whatever but like i like it it's really fast and the combat's like really quick and it's like it's like Zelda, but even quicker. And it's like, whoa, I like this. Like, this is just yeah. so easy to get into. <laughs> yeah. And which, yes. And kind of going off of that, too. Something that what made me really appreciate this a lot of Quintet's games was the fact that, like, I was kind of lucky enough to discover Quintet going into their games with Soul Blazer first. And wow. I really loved how that game played, especially as a little kid. Like, it was like, oh, this is like Zelda 2, and I, re- I really like this. And <laughs> yeah, like so much of it clicked in my little kid brain, and it like it still clicks now. Like, this is so satisfying. Like, this is just so satisfying. I love it. That's funny. The reason the reason I know about Quintet is because in Robotrek, the planet's named Quintet Nex, which is yes. Quintet Nex. <laughs> yes, and I exactly. thought that was super cute when I was nine. And I was like, oh my gosh. That's, and that's, that's so how I cute. always paid attention to them after that, because they put their name in a video game. That's the one I'm missing. I played all the other ones, at least at this point now. I played all the other Quintet games for Super Nintendo. I've never touched Robotrek. I, I got to remedy that hopefully next year. Mm. Because especially after playing this, like, I am now, like, more in, on board. Like, I, so I love Illusion of the Guy. I love Soul Blazer, as I went on before on this show. But, like, this game, like, first thing, I want to talk about the combat. Like, the combat, is, as I made allusion to... <laughs> It's very much like, you know, Secret Mana type style, because I feel like that game is probably more well-known. You know, top-down action game, you move around. Yeah. But this, there's, yeah. like, 
how you could change your weapons. The only issue is you couldn't level up your weapons, which part of me is okay with that because leveling up spells and secret mana is where I spend all my time when I play that game. So yeah. I'm kind of okay oh, yeah. that that wasn't a thing in this game. <laughs> yeah, that, it, that, yeah, that is was fine with thing. me. My only problem with the the combat system, however, it's uh, like, well, having played through like Chrono Trigger and having not really involved, gotten a lot of time in on uh, Secret of Mana yet, which I really should get back to. You should. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I've I only do. completed one of the mana games, but looking at secret, Chrono Trigger, once you get done fighting an, uh, the enemies in an area, like it's sort of like I I don't know, remember if it happens inside like the dungeon areas, the like the castle and this and that, but when you're on the outside areas that you actually have to fight enemies in, once you eliminate all the enemies, they start repopulating again, and in this, it's like I've eliminated all the enemies. I gotta leave the area and come back in. That's pretty normal in a lot of RPGs. I f- I feel like in Illusion of Gaia they stay dead forever. Am I wrong? Yeah, they stay dead forever in that one because there's if no you level clear the room because you got like yeah because yeah. you like got a bonus if you cleared everything in a room you got like a health bonus or some type yeah. of bonus mm-hmm. for every so game. Buff, yeah. yeah, but yeah, there's Soul no. Blazer had a kind of similar ish uh, mechanic. Right. This one did not. So I was surprised by that. I was like, why are these guys back? I, I like that out. better because <laughs> like with Gaia you can't like it. Soulblazer is kind of the same way too. You can't like really overlevel yourself. I mean, Soulblazer are enemies that yeah. keep respawning, but they're weak as hell, so it's not the oh, same yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you expect something like that. Like the higher up you get in levels, the less they give you. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the case with this one. No, but... and I like the fact that like you could just farm because there were a couple times where I just like okay, I'm just gonna level for like an hour. And that's just what I'm going to do. And I did that a couple times in this game just to get caught up. And then I was completely overleveled. My, my, my problem was the opposite is that I, I relied so much on like illusion of guy. Like I clearly have been here because everything is dead and I got lost in the mazes. And then like, I don't know if I've been here or not. That's what happened to me. And that makes sense because you can't <laughs> count on enemies being gone. I was usually pretty lucky with leveling in Terranigma. Uh, I never had too many issues where I had to like over level or anything like usually if just like taking an extra couple of minutes when fighting enemies like I don't know like I I, I didn't I, I don't think I really over leveled that much as a character so eh. no. I mean you have to when you get to certain enemies but it's if you over level too much at the wrong time the game becomes too much of a breeze I would say yeah I can see that I'm completely okay with that, but yes. You expect your characters, the higher you level, some fights, the fights that are supposed to be a challenge later on in the game should still stay a challenge to an extent. But if you don't level up, they are impossible to win. I mean, I mean I'm going to take it for example. I recent, Not too long ago, I finally beat Final Fantasy VII. Now, when I first played it, I did not work to level my characters up. <laughs> I got to the final battle, and uh, I was getting my ass kicked. I don't think the processor was handling the, the uh, <laughs> handling the fights too well either. I mean, uh, my battle with Sephiroth years ago, I've had three times using he used, like, Supernova on me, and I get wiped out eventually. I'm not doing as much damage to him, but, like, that whole battle, supernova like freaking hell that takes a while to play out this time around i had cloud at max level i had everybody had their ultimate weapon and the battle went so much easier 
Yeah, I, I I know that there's different games that like scale differently. Like I know that there's like I think it's some of the tactics, maybe Ogre or Final Fantasy Tactics games that level like they will always be one or two levels above you. So like every and I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom right now, where the enemies definitely just like <coughs> scale with you. So it doesn't matter how powerful you get, they will always gonna take two to three hits. Even if you know you're level one, they're gonna take two to three hits. You're level twenty, they're gonna take two to three hits. Um, this game can get very breezy though. I'll agree. If 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 you're over leveled, this game can the, the bosses can get very breezy. And then oppositely, if you're under leveled, you know you end up taking like a long time in battles. Um, I, I I found this one. Pretty, pretty, like, I was in the sweet spot, I think, for all of my leveling. I felt I was in a pretty good place for all of it. And I had, like, the uh, health item just queued to my L or R button. I can't remember which button now. And so every time I was just, like, in dicey health, I would just, you know, heal myself. So every every boss battle only was done on the first try. So I didn't feel like this was too challenging of a game. Yeah, well, we could talk about the bosses as we get through the game, yeah. too. <laughs> but maybe we should maybe we should start with the story. Because uh, I was surprised at the beginning of this game started with, like, an auto-heal. Like, which I've never seen in the 19. I like that auto heal. I was upset nice. when they took it away from me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I was like writing notes. I'm like, this game is freaking progressive. Like for 1995, like this is like, I got a, I got a health meter that's going to reheal over time. So I just walk around. This is great. And they took it away from you. But that, that first chapter, I'm like, this game is amazing. Very yeah, nice I, I was so upset too when they took it away from me. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, "You're gonna go up on, uh, you're gonna go up to the land, and uh, your, your healing item's not gonna work anymore." I'm like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. Um, yeah, well, it did take that. Elder turns out to be a dick anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> um, but- yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we start out with our here our hero Ark, and he's well, he just caused some trouble. He's got to either apologize for it or be like, "Meh, I just chose." I'm that's your first choice of the game. Like, does it really affect how the game plays out? <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. We're not in that. We're way before that comes to thing in games. Yeah, but I just, you know, once you do that and you get told, well, you go in and you meet this after speaking with the elder, you could they want to break into the basement, find out what's in there. And then all hell seems to break loose as everyone seems frozen. And yeah, Krista. everybody froze. And I was like, oh, that's right. We are in an Enix game. I forgot. This I also very Dragon didn't, Quest. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was Pandora's box that he opened up until oh. way yeah uh, yesterday when I watched a video about this game. I'm like, oh, that makes sense because that's what because he goes inside. He goes in a room he's not supposed to go into, and he opens a box he's not supposed to open, and then yeah, he releases Pandora's box. Uh, I'm, I'm I just realized that now. It doesn't. I don't think it <laughs> never says it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it ever says it in the game, or, or does it say it at one point in the game? And it's like, wait, when did I? I don't think the game ever really states it out loud, even though, like, the Japanese title... So, the fun thing about this is that the Japanese title of this game means the creation of heaven and earth. So, Mm. I feel like... title. Yeah, like, I feel like they're kind of, like, kind of, like, trying to not subtly hint at it, but it's like, I feel like that's just kind of in in the writing and in itself of just like, you know, that's going to be like, that's just, you know, that's going to be in the writing. That sort of thing. That makes so much more sense. Cause now that you're saying that, because it's like, yeah. And on the first chapter, the animals were created. Yeah. Second chapter birds. And like, it's just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does have have that biblical feel to it. Mm -hmm. But of course we're in this world that is, when you go on that, when you first leave town and you go on that map, the the outside map, that is such a terrific graphic. Yeah, the Mode 7 kind of like tube and thing, the, yeah. And yeah. the warping, like the warping, that looks so cool, just like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and it, I did not expect, like, because you guys were playing this game long before I was, and you guys were posting mm-hmm. in our group chat that we had before this, and you, you're like, oh, I got to Colorado, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, like, I had known that this game had real-life places, but my brain had kind of forgotten, and I was like, I think myself, why Colorado? Of all the states, yeah. from Colorado. Yeah, because, like, like the yeah, I mean, we have real-life locations, like, you know, like, Athens, or, like, yeah. Cairo, or, you know, yeah. someplace cool, not Colorado. Colorado is the mountains, you know, like the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, and it wasn't naming necessarily towns. Yeah. I know, but it it, was naming key locations. I think it's just the fact that the state, you know, other things are older, like everything else you're dealing with is older than the state. Yeah. And it's just like Colorado. Yeah, it was just like, why Colorado? And it's so early, too. I'm like, couldn't this just be called? But I mean, I get it. Now, had this game come out nowadays, it would have been called something different or whatever, you know. But it is like we were texting that, and it is funny because it's like super novel for like a, yeah. an RPG to have like real world locations. An illusion yeah. guy add them too, but not like this. Like when you're not like, like this. No. The early the early dungeons that are kind of teaching the game, where you have to then you are resurrecting continents. Like that yeah. was something else. Like uh, North America, and then they're not even in the right places. It looked like at first, but then they you know eventually as they morph into where they should be geographically. Yeah, yeah, that and, was. And that's, that, that, that to me, very Enix to me, specifically like Dragon Quest Seven, where what you do is you like go back in time and then you like revive a, a whole island and you're like, oh, cool. Now I got to go check out this island. And uh, so and that's like the gameplay loop of Dragon Quest Seven's beginning. And that felt very much that. very similar. Don't play Dragon Quest Seven for this show, Mike. Just don't do it. Um, <laughs> I know but, it's super long, right? <laughs> yeah. And just a bit. A uh, hundred hours. Kind of not. Yeah. Worth, I don't know. Of all the Dragon <laughs> Quest, it's kind of not worth it. I'm sorry. No, it isn't. I'm to um, think. I've heard of Dragon Quest Seven. I I, I I I I can watch four seasons of American Horror Story and not make a dent in that game. Um, yeah. but... <laughs> someday, Some... <laughs> but I haven't even touched Dragon Quest games for this. We haven't done any on this show yet, and it definitely won't no. be that one to start with. So, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna definitely get a Dragon Quest series. That's well, that's pretty epic, though. But someday. but but this Go feels back. very similar to that in that like we're gonna find like an island. So I felt very at home. With with you know, I, and I like that gameplay loop of like I unlocked something. Let's go check out this new part of the world. That's a mm-hmm. very, it's a very. But you good can't game even game. check out the world as you unlock it because like you're you do these five towers That's and then right. like the whole thing with the elves like yeah. okay since you uh opened Pandora's box and you brought up the continents go to the other side and you know go bring back life and I and it didn't hit me the gravity of it when you come when you start off in in Earth, essentially in, in our world on the on the in the upside down as I'm going to call it. It's like you, you. There's no life. Like you're just walking around like a lava landscape. Like that was really interesting. And in the first town, there's also just like, like the way it looks is just so odd. Like there's bubbles all over the place. Like oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, like you're bubbles, in the upside down. Just, yeah, like what the hell is this? You're essentially like, in the underworld. I want to say, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, not really, because this was this was more. While it is, yes, you get the heaven and earth feel. Your initial outlook on it. I mean, you're climbing up when we get to the chasm and you go in when you go into the fissure to go to the surface. What you're really talking is this this game used a lot of hollow earth theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was like the, this is actually my the second game I've encountered that truly mentioned hollow earth. I also yeah. Thank yeah, you that, that makes sense yeah. that it was using that mode seven too. But I yeah. just thought they were like, "This is a weird uh, graphical choice." But that makes more sense. I know Hollow Earth, of course, everybody does from Godzilla versus Kong mm. uh, from twenty twenty one. That's that's <laughs> yeah. the major purveyor of the theory, right? It's a good movie. Um, well, the, <laughs> it, Hollow Earth has been one long discussed, 
and it was even thought uh, even back in uh, the 1800s when I my little joke there at the beginning being a possible descendant of the team that was supposed to make diplomatic relations that was not me- necessarily a joke John Quincy Adams was a, f- a believer of hollow earth theory and he actually did get people together to quote set up a diplomatic mission <laughs> for the for the people inside the hollow earth yeah yeah interesting why okay I'll I'll take it. <laughs> hey, some people believe the Earth is flat, so you know. No, of course. How Earth actually makes Which? more sense that somewhere deep down, you know, where we haven't gone, there could be how. Okay, I'll take it. Well, how, else is should... Godzilla, how else is God, has King Kong going to travel across the world quickly? Yeah. Hey, it's more believable than the Earth being flat. It's <laughs> yeah. funny that you 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 make the flat Earth comment because, or like. You made the comment about, like, some people believe, like, they're the slut, which I, I kind of really have to, I, I don't know, like, this really makes me wonder if this, if, like, if this game did come out in North America. I really wonder how <laughs> the public would have handled this game, because, like, this game gets pretty philosophical on a lot of, like, religious yeah. aspects. And I'm just yeah. like, I really wonder how the public would have handled this that game. That might be, yeah. Also, reason why I didn't come because I, well, I want to say Nintendo published Illusion of Gaia, and in yeah. my narrative, it's like Illusion of Gaia didn't do well for them, so they didn't bother um, after being burned with a lot of Dragon Quest publishing. But that mm-hmm. also may be like Nintendo's like, I'm not gonna touch this with a 10 foot pole, and no one mm-hmm. else wanted to either. Yeah, that is, I mean, we got a lot of people later on that there's no way they could exist at the same time in history. Yeah. That, yeah, no, that, yeah, but that that's just condensing things from the timeline. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Really condensing, like really yeah. just like crushing everything down into like a little perfect little dis- thing of just like matching it all in. Yeah, because Chris Columbus is in this game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe so. He but takes I, you to I the discovered America before, North America, which I guess historically tracks, but um, but like Columbus, Edison, Bell. They were already. That's three people right there that definitely weren't around at the necessarily around no, at the same but time. It, it it isn't a time like since the game doesn't really have that much time travel. Like you have you know originally you resurrect plant life, which is really fucking cool. Then you resurrect you know okay. birds and then mammals and then you get the yeah, people. So I it, love it works that. the way they did it. Yeah, I love I love in the. It's not the first chapter. I think it's at the very beginning of I think the second chapter. I apologize, my uh, timing is a little off, but uh. I believe it's in the very early part of the second chapter where uh, you're you're in like the animal kingdom of like not Africa but like a little close to like yeah, Sahara Savannah, and like Savannah. Savannah I believe and yeah Savannah and like there's just like all of these animals and you're like the way you interact with all of them like you're saving when you save the little lion cub and uh, like you bring all the animals back to that. I really love that part. That's just like, oh, I that? just, I don't know, like that idea of like, I love that. I think that's so beautiful that like you're talking to all of these like animals and it's yeah. just like, I, I don't know. I, I just, that, 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 that part they, really like, yeah. And then as the game progresses, they take it away from you like, after you resurrect the humans. Now you can't talk yeah. to animals. Anymore. Yeah. Like it hits you. I mean, I was like, this is sad. Yeah. I want to talk to animals. I don't care about the people. I didn't talk I to animals. Oh, I, 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 I love the was the little lion cub was so cute and i'm like yeah. no <laughs> i was very annoyed by the lion cub but mostly from a gameplay perspective <laughs> that um, well yeah because you have to you, fo- like oh god you have to it's follow an escort mission and, and he, go, and he yeah. can't do a maze right and then i got to like the end of like the entire area and i was like okay I, and i walked to the next area but i didn't talk to him before i did that mm. so i had so and he didn't come with me and uh, yeah, there's that part where like he yeah. we, 
there's that part like near the end of the escort mission where it's on a bridge but the bridge falls apart but like what you have to do is you have to walk literally with the line cub like as as it's walking the bridge so you don't fall off like you don't like like the bridge is falling apart as you're walking with the cub and it's like that part was so fucking annoying. I failed it twice. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And then I, I know. watched the walkthrough and I'm just like, oh, you walk with it. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Okay. I looked at well, well, it. It doesn't telegraph that at all. It doesn't like I'm, I'm spoiled <laughs> by Nintendo being like, we're going to show you a mechanic and then you got to do it. And I'm like, there was this game never told me that this was what happened. And then it makes uh-huh. me like take the long way like through another room. And then I have to do a battle before I can try again to fail again. But this is multiple very much a SNES game, like in that feeling. You're, oh, yeah. I mean, you're thinking 100%. of more modern day, oh, yeah. which I love personally. One hundred percent. And this is also oh. this is also some quintet bullshit. Yeah, that's Soul Blizzard does this too. I remember Mike, you're like, oh yeah, you gotta like kind of know to look on the wall to find the key that no one ever told you about. Um and there's a few things like that in this game <laughs> where like make sure you grabbed this thing in the fourth tower because we're not gonna tell you you need it. Uh but you're gonna need it. So I'm glad I had a walkthrough and I had the internet. And I'm thinking like did I never had this problem with Illusion of Gaia, and I think it's because it came with the player's guide that like told me exactly what to do. Because I never got lost with this kind of bullshit. And I wonder if Terra Nigma had that, and I'd had the same thing. I would, I would not be complaining. Like, yeah, make sure you walk with with the Lion King, and they call him the Lion King a few times. Yeah, and it'll be fine. <laughs> of course, you know, it'll be good. In the circle of love. Sorry, sorry. And, oh my god, I'm sorry. And, and then that little lion, you don't even fight the boss fight. He fights it on his own. And you just, yeah, you just, you're like, you fell down a cliff and you're like the fight above you. That's very yeah, exactly. cute. It's yeah, very you just cute. hear all the, you hear all the sound effects. You're like, what's going on? What do I do? <laughs> well, he does have to prove himself, but. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I was using a walkthrough and I was using maps from, uh, their website to help because you know some of these walkthroughs they do not (laughs) it's not the first time that i've come across a walkthrough that's not too clear on what (laughs) you do now oh i got walkthroughs for you i was pretty good with this game where i actually didn't really need that much of like a like walkthroughs or anything but there were a couple of spots where i was just like what the fuck am i doing wrong i'm i'm pretty right. sure i'm re- i'm reading this correctly like you have to jump here and then do that and it's like like what a- ah and then like i'll watch the video and it's like oh oh you have to time it and i'm like oh my god okay like wow yeah i would yeah, have timing never is- this game without a walkthrough okay i was just gonna ask you blake because you're a big you know snes guy so i was wondering how you play if you played this I don't even want to say legit. I, I don't like that. Playing it blind. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I generally like to play without a guide as long as possible. And But once I crack open the guide, then it's open season, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. 100%. Um, but, oh, my God. Like, there were so many spots. There's one in particular that stands out. Um, I don't know. Pretty deep into it. You're in, like, a cave. There's uh, some running water. You have to pick up a rock and throw it at, like, the back wall where there's water dripping. Uh, right. there's, like, there's like little dots that like appear in the you know and you have a limited number of rocks again spoiled by tears of the kingdom in modern comics or modern games you know where the things will respawn I'm like no you're not re- they're not respawning but you got to know to throw in these little trip drop spots i don't like nothing i don't think anywhere else in the game has ever shown that as an ability that that nope. is a thing that could be done mm-hmm. i would have most likely never figured that out and i i found the last honestly the the kind of last quarter of the game pretty tedious gathering all the star stones and just going here and there 
it, it really seemed to me to lose a lot of that early momentum where you're just you're, you're doing the towers and then you're resurrecting things and it's all very exciting. And then it just yeah. kind of grinds to a halt as you just go on like a series of fetch quests to right. essentially yeah. finish the game off. I get that. Yeah, yeah like, definitely that those yeah. drops. Yeah, th- those drops would have ended my rental. Or if my parents had gotten me for my birthday, that's also where it would have ended. Or I would have oh, gone yeah. over the, I would have scoured the entire map in 1995 trying to figure out where I was next supposed to go. And yeah, that would have been hard because some of those, yeah. like, it's, I mean, it's late oh in the game, but like the Starstone stuff. I mean, the guy gives you a hint, but it's like, oh, an icy town and gives some other random ass hints. I don't, so without far, a guide, I don't think I would have figured out. Those, there's like, those there's hints a lot of stuff. Are, are still pretty vague. Hints are the like, worst. I don't know. Like, they're still pretty vague. Like, one you stone have is to... somewhere in the world. You're like, oh, cool. Gosh, thanks. That's helpful. <laughs> cool. It's... Thanks. I hate it. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> things like if you are more attuned to exploring, I mean, even early in the game, I found one of their locations, but I like looking at my guy like, no, I'm not really supposed to be here yet. So I'm going to just leave it alone for now. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh, I have to go here now for this. Okay. It's one of those things because this is a game. Some things are intuitive. Some things are not. Mm. And it's like from that era of what do the gamers want? They want an epic adventure. Yes. Do they want to be able to explore? Yes. So maybe they'll explore on their own when they learn some of these things. Mm. I mean, I was fighting Mm. some of these bosses, some of these characters. I'm like, Oh, this is taking forever. I'm just doing like one, 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 one of damage, but I'm moving my, I'm attacking so fast that he can't attack me. And then I like, what if I use this weapon? Oh, wow. Now I've gone from one, 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 one to 20, <laughs> 20, 20, 20, 20. So like. Right. Yeah. And I, and I honestly like this game, one of my frustrations with it, although I, I learned after the fact, it's probably not the way it would have been. Is like none of the items are described. There's nothing that like tells you like you want you know like you want this type of coat in this situ- situation. You want this because it's good against these types of enemies. None of that's in the game or like there's a potion. It's called like a potion or something, but it's really like a life up, like a permanent uh, upgrade. But I think yeah. the instruction manual would have told me that like back yeah. in the day. Like all of those the things, there would have been like two pages is- describing all the equipment. Yeah, yeah, it's very like, unhelpful. Yeah, Honestly. I mean, I agree on that one. But I that's mean, also this era where, like, you know, right. you would have an instruction book, or if you rented the game, they it was a fuck you because how dare you rent our game and not buy it. So there was right. also that, too. Yeah, you sort of learn by trial. You have to sometimes learn it by trial and error. And I mean, I, I mean, well, that what, was the a- hell, what the hell does this vial do? Oh, that's what it does. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I didn't actually understand how the magic system worked in this game until... About a, a few days after I beat the game, I watched a video on YouTube that explained it. And I'm like, oh, but I'd already I was done with the game by the time I forgot how the magic system even worked. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the manual would have explained that. Yeah. Because yeah. I so throughout the game, you collect these blue rocks called Magi Rocks. And, I, and there's a merchant in every town that wears a black cloak that you can talk to. And then he'll turn your magic rocks into these rings. And I'm like, OK, so I started doing that, buying one of each ring, thinking they were like, OK, now I have this item. I have this item. And then I when I found out of the one time use. I never used it again. I didn't realize that when you use the item, you get your magic rock back. So I oh, was really? like, well, I'm just not going to use it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just yeah, they're like using containers magic for magic. Was, yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize that either until it I read it. It doesn't say it anywhere. Well, maybe it does say it somewhere. I didn't talk to everybody. I didn't talk to a lot of people. 
So I just thought it was like a like a like an item, like the red jewels in Illusion of Gaia. For you know, I thought it was something like that nature, which is an item I just collected and I can trade. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I just I didn't think much about it. Yeah, I didn't realize are... that it was like MP essentially. Yeah, oh. I'm but actually looking at the awesome. manual now. It's kind of interesting. Oh really? Where did you find it? That? I just went online and, and googled it. To Europe. Found a <laughs> PDF Europe. of it. You got on yes. a boat. Um. It's kind of cool. It lists the spells, at least. It doesn't really get into the weapons and armor or any of that. And it does explain better kind of the just the whole um, Pandora's box that you use as kind of your pause menu, which I found, honestly, like a little confusing and, and kind of unwieldy. Same. But it doesn't really get into much. It does have a nice little gallery of like four enemies, like random, seemingly randomly picked enemies. that has got some custom art. It's kind of cool. I miss that. <laughs> Like we just had random, um, also, like, Chrono Trigger had, yeah. you know, Toriyama just draw, drawing different random things for no reason. Yeah. There's also a Q&A that has, like, six questions, one of which is, who should I vote for in the election? <laughs> oh, my God, no. So. Well, there is an election, well, yeah. Yeah, there's an election in the game, what they're referring yeah. to, that's funny. Right. No, yeah. I, I know, but still, just, <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> that's cool. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, the magic system kind of bummed me out that I didn't that I didn't realize how it worked because there were there was a spell to heal you. There were other stuff, and because I didn't understand it, I never used it, and I didn't care enough to look on. Like I actually didn't even know you could block in this game until the final boss fight when I realized. You could yeah, block. that's they don't yeah. tell you at all about how you can block. Like, oh, you just press L or R, and it's like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, I mean, again, it's the, it's that era of games where you would press every button until and just figure out what does what and how this. I mean, it was a different time, and we're all spoiled because we're in the year twenty twenty three. So, well, you know, there's that too. Yeah, the manual I mean, does got... clue you in that there's it, it. The only hint is check the hidden attributes of weapons by trying different ones out in battle. So it's basically just like yeah, trial and error. Chunk, I also didn't realize you can max out on 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 items. Like I maxed out on weapons and armor, and then I couldn't pick up ones that I found in chests. And I was like, how the hell did I get rid of some of this old stuff? And but it's very annoying because say you pick up a weapon, his his dialogue is the same no matter if you open a chest. He's like, oh, I'm full on weapons or armor or items. Yeah, but it doesn't tell yeah. you like which one. So you may drop a armor, and in the chest it's a weapon, and you're just gonna get the message again. I thought that was weird that like at first I would actually buy armor that was weaker just because I'm like, oh, cool. I want to fill up my, you know, my box. So you can see where he puts the little armor on the little pegs. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that looks cool. I want to I want to complete the collection. And then I realize, oh, I can't hold everything. Yeah. And you yeah, can't yeah, get everything. Totally yeah, And you also can't get everything you could possibly get unless you not only raise the continents, but raise the hidden areas, too. <laughs> I know that screwed you, didn't it, Richard? You missed Moo, I think it was. Yeah, I missed Boo. I think I probably missed other areas, but there's like only I, two. There's only two. You didn't. There weren't much in them. Like you just, they were like a, a like little cave. Like one thing the yeah. game does a lot of is on the world map. There would be like a, a spot of trees, or or just even a, a just a spot on the map that will lead you into like a small area. Yeah, of, of in game, and, and that's really yeah, there's some some pixel hunting that was not fun. Yeah, I mean. That I don't. I I mean, I was surprised by that because that's not a common thing. I feel like in this time, even. Yeah, but it's like also that's part of you know catering to the explorers when they look around for the stuff. They have to find. You know, you have to look. You have to learn. You look around. You find it. That's the trick. So, so the, have- the manual also has. There's a hotline that's open 365 days a year. If anyone needed help, you could have just called the hotline. 
So <laughs> honestly, we, there's really no excuse for any of us. Should we try the numbers if it's to work? It is a, it is oh, a, a, a European a, number. Yeah, it's a European number. It's going to be long distance. But yeah, you can also uh, ask if your combos lack that killer instinct or if you're stranded on Yoshi's Island. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> That's funny. My gosh. No, and I, I, I really had more faith in this manual. This manual is not helpful at all. Like, it's like yeah, Sapphire. It's not cool. Like, the art it, is cool, but yeah, it's not helpful. Like, it's like list of items, and it'll be like the life potion. Like, that boosts your health. Sapphire, it's an item you collect. I don't want to tell you, man. Like, <laughs> there are some it lists, it lists like seven like, spheres, but it's just physical descriptions of like what they look like with no sort of helpful like information whatsoever. Anything like that. You know, like, Nothing at all. suit is, is made of leaves. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> like i don't need it to be like i mean like you don't need to be exactly like, this is what this is like and then it, and it says like it says like try them out in the game to find out their hidden abilities and i'm like manual help me here like um, one thing this game did that i was really surprised like you get you get leaves that let you swim you get claws yeah like, oh, those gosh. claws are badass like just little yeah, things I'll that i need the, I'll the claw sound animation the clack as you climb in my oh, games yeah, that's... for the next few months Oh, yeah, that was very nice. I mean, the items that helped you explore, I like that. They they were pretty much all, almost automatically active. Yes, which was nice. Yeah. To not having to equip stuff was nice. Yeah. I mean, you still had I did to... Get, oh, go ahead. I mean, you still had to, like, equip... In order to use the magic stuff, you had to equip that ring box. Yeah, yeah that was clunky. Yeah. Definitely clunky. At, le- at least it did pop up kind of like um, the different rings. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to equip each ring at a time, but even still, it's kind of less than ideal. Yeah, it wasn't a good system, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, I it mean, took it's... me a while to learn how to, like, select some of the items in this game, too. Oh, yeah. So that's all I kept off. every time I w- had to use a health item. I was just jumping into the box. So <laughs> same. I never same. I just used them or also for this weirdest thing where I would, you know. All of a sudden, I get hurt, and then my HP would go right back to normal. All of a sudden, I press the button. So there was that too. <laughs> it's like load state. All right, that never happened. <laughs> I didn't. I, necess- There's no question with that. I like. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, certain areas of this game, I would not have gotten past without the save states on the ROM. Yeah. I can. Oh gosh, the ste- the stealth section with I don't know if you can feel my air quotes through the screen, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I would have I would have thrown my Super Nintendo out the window. I'm certain of it without save states for that. Oh, with the guy with the lanterns? Yeah, in the Dragoon Castle. Yeah. Okay. I was. Yeah. I I why save states? I can't say if that, that annoying. That but. was tricky. Not impossible, just, but at it, least tricky. There was one section where there's like four in a row, and of course, any four of them just kicks you right back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, so just more annoying, obviously, than difficult because you know you don't you don't lose anything but time. But and that yeah that is annoying and of course then you've got some of those enemies that poof, ah shit I'm in the pre next area I gotta redo all that that's what safe states are wonderful because <laughs> I hate when you drop in a game then you end up in the lower part and you gotta walk your way walk your ass back up I hate that it reminds me of those fireball enemies from the earlier half of the game not the fireballs but like they shoot like little fires spurts yeah. at you. I gotta say, as much as I really love this game, I really hated uh, getting hit by the fire enemies because you have that whole animation of like him, you know, like ash face and he's Arc like is scorched. Yeah, like I, <laughs> that's so annoying. Like it, it's funny once, and then it's like, all right, game, cut that shit out. It's getting annoying. I'll take Arc is scorched confusion. rather than character exhaled quickly. <laughs> and fuck. 
Oh, yeah. God. Oh. Um, the one that scrambles your controls until you find another screen. That one was definitely oh, a, God. That a, was, blast, oh. a blast. <laughs> that was... I loaded every time that happened. I'm like, we're not dealing with this load. <laughs> I dealt this. with I, 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 Considering the, uh, the... Here, I will blow at you and you will go flying and getting flown to another screen. I'm like, you piece of... But if I'm walking around, left, 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 is confused. And then I'm going up, up, up. Okay. It was just... I, I'll I figure this one thing. out. And then, you know, oh, and now it changed again. Okay. Compared to... And getting scorched, confused, those were minor inconveniences in my book. I didn't even bother seeing if there was a way to counter it. Poisoned, cursed. Well, cursed, actually, I endured and let that run out. But poison. Fine, I know what I can do to correct that, but god damn it, that exhale, I hated it. Yeah, I don't know, like, it, it's kind of weird, because, like, I like I love this game, and I, I really do, but, I don't know, there's so many weird, specific enemy things mm-hmm. that just really bug the piss out of me with this, and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so sad, because otherwise, like, I would almost say this is, like, just about a 10 out of 10, like, but those little things just, like, and little things usually don't bug me when it comes to video game stuff, but like I don't know. Well, Those it's very much to tick off a couple game of points. That is a really damn good game for yeah, era and the era oh, definitely. So we got to find you know small stuff that irritates because overall, like this game was yeah, yeah, incredible. I mean, there, there's a lot of like weird imperfections in it. Like I mean, like. And, and it's, it has a lot to do with like weird pacing things like like don't put like text here to like stop it with that fire thing. I feel like all the scenes take like there's like a slowdown and like whenever I like I finished like a tower or something, there would be like there's no music here. It's just like 20 seconds of me just sitting here. And then it, and then it goes like little imperfections like that. I'm like, this is a little clumsy. I would edit yeah, this. No, it, it felt and, uh, like a rushed at times like this. This like there. From what I was reading to or listening to about, like there were there were things that they changed from the Japanese version to the European version, and that's partly why I think it was just it just didn't see it feel it felt um, rushed a little bit, like they didn't finish cleaning up or everything up. Yeah, I mean it's a big task to translate for all of oh, Europe. Yeah, it, it's yeah. A, it's, and it's, it's not it's also a big story, very ambitious for the hardware at the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean you are literally resurrecting the planet. <laughs> you bring the continents back and you got to admit it it didn't necessarily we have have quote seven continents so how would we well the one you don't necessarily have to raise is apparently antarctica <laughs> because that's but where life already started or something i guess that's where the fine the battle between gaia and dark gaia happened yeah which caused everything to sink and now you have to recreate it yeah it's kind of weird how they did it but no i mean especially once you get to the part when you start resurrecting humans that's where this game really shows off its complexity with like just characters and this didn't work for me but i wouldn't have noticed this wasn't for a guide but i'm curious like blake did you get the towns to progress farther yeah yeah by the end of the game i I don't know if they had reached their max stage but certainly some of the towns like um freedom and the war i guess it's pronounced um had grown pretty significantly. I did yeah. a number of the side quests and fetch quests. I, I'm sure I didn't do all of them. And, and near the end, I'm curious, there was one side quest where you have to deliver nine letters for like the town that got destroyed. Did any yeah. of you guys? Yeah, that's uh, mandatory, I think. It's not. Because well, I actually uh, never got those missions to spawn. For some reason, I missed something and the towns did not progress for me. 
that must have been the case for because so I delivered eight of them and the ninth was supposed to go to a guy named Pierre and I guess uh, his quest hadn't progressed far enough because he he wouldn't do anything with the letter he wasn't successful enough I guess to give money to the efforts kind of a yeah. deadbeat dude but um, Pierre's the one who did the camera I never got that either guy. I couldn't get the camera I couldn't get I voted in the election, but when I voted, it never, like, it, the town never went farther after the vote. Like, I voted for Gene, like the guy told me to do, but then every time I went back, they were just like, oh, go vote, but the ballot box was gone, but they never progressed. Oh, I know, I know what it is. Um, So, the, I I ran into this, too, and I ended up looking it up. You have to, you and you might have never done this. Did, you were playing emulator, I assume, with save states? Of course. You have to, you have to save the game in-game to progress the town. Ah. Oh, I never turned off. The, the game never turned right. off in quotation. Like Most that. people playing emulators, that's not the case. You, you have to physically save the game. And then that is like a step in the in the upgrading of the town. Oh, that's See, I, OK. Cool. It would Thank help you. if the, the same yeah. locations were easily accessible throughout the rest Which of the game. Which they are not. No, but that was that was the yeah, era. Too. That's the era. But like the, the I want to say it's like the plant town one. It's like you have to go through like a hidden tunnel, which, again, is not very telegraphed where like you have to go through this kind of like weird tunnel on the left to go find your save area. So I'm like, I would also like I have an immense anxiety that I'm going to like die and lose my save. So thank God for save states. Um, this is mm-hmm. a true yeah. game, um, which is how we all played it, I guess. Um, yeah, this was <laughs> Americans and North Americans. So but like I was like, man, I would not have found this save spot through this like weird location i'm used to them being like right at the front of the rooms and like mario rpg was starting to do that by this point like putting that little safe block in easily findable places well, or just something like yeah this game was like it took me i didn't see a lot of save points because i also didn't I go did. in a lot of the buildings like i didn't go in the ends because i didn't so, yeah. need to yeah i went i played it like it would normally have been on this on the system but using save states every once in a while because, let's face it, early games, you only had certain areas you could save at. Either overworld, always on an overworld, or at inns or someplace yeah. where you can rest. So, this game didn't have a save state anywhere on an overworld, from what I could tell. It didn't. Of course, you didn't necessarily you run into foes. Menu, I don't think, from the, in the overworld. Yeah, you, you don't, I don't. I don't think so. No, you yeah, can? I didn't think you could either. I, I was messing with it a little yeah, bit, but you, you damn, I wish I yeah. would have known because I would have gladly saved and reloaded my save just to see the town. Because I was really upset the town didn't advance because oh, yep. I've just seen on the side quest. You, yeah, bizarre. It's actually beautiful when they advance. Well, I saw videos of it. <laughs> I mean, I, I got them all to advance. That bums me out. Damn it. Now I, I'm not going to replay this game, but damn it. Now <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, yeah they, it's kind of cool. Yeah, they, it's like medieval. Then it gets like. Medieval village-ish, medieval town-ish, modern-day town-ish. And you know you've hit it hit it as max because you're ec- the economist that seems to be everywhere. <laughs> he travels He's the like, world. He travels faster than you do. <laughs> hey, but to be fair, you travel by bird sometimes. So, hey, you know, there's that. True. And yeah, you're walking across of, a country like in, <laughs> in about, I'm walking from the East Coast to the West Coast. In like five minutes, the, the sprite work in general is fantastic. Like Ark, yes. all wrapped up in a blanket, being carried by a gull, is definitely top tier. Mm-hmm. And just like <laughs> I love his little poncho on the overworld that he wears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my favorite. Like whatever he's whatever he's got going on there. Yeah, that was the, cool. But the art, the, the art, the art, and sprite work in, in general, I thought throughout, like with the enemy designs, 
character designs, all of it. Like they really, really did a good job there. Much like yeah. Illusion of Gaia. Yeah. Both really, really, really beautiful games. Yeah. I, I, my, my, my issue, I, I was like at the beginning of this game, but it, it obviously changes is that this game, like this game is not as lush as Illusion of Gaia. And that's kind of the point. Um, but like the very beginning, I'm like, I'm coming from Illusion of Gaia, which is very like lively and got a lot of stuff going on. And then like the world is just like sparse and dead at the beginning. So my, my initial notes were like, this game, pretty dull compared to Illusion of Gaia. I was not thrilled with it at first. But of course, it as you repopulate the world, you get like the good stuff. So Oh, yeah. It's very weird that way. Because I, I was coming I was coming hot off Illusion of Gaia. I'm like, this is going to be like Illusion of Gaia. And then it wasn't. And it felt a little more like Soul Blazer, which is good and bad. But yeah. It's one of those things. You The quest to revive the world, it's epic. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we start like we're raising the continents on the underworld. I think it would have been a lot better if you could switch between the underworld and the overworld. Like in the case of, I didn't raise this island. Let me go back down and, oh, I can't go back down. I mean, that would have made maybe made it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, but it's a very forward momentum game at the same time. Oh, yeah. So, which is which I'm not used to because I'm used to just like, you can always go, like in Zelda, you can always go back to like old locations. And this, this is is not so much that. It's very interesting. Soul Blazer was also rebuilding the world, right? I I've yes. never played Soul Blazer yeah. myself. Yeah. We're doing and certain Act areas, Razor, which, but yeah, you course, resurrected people. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, the developers from yeah. ActRaiser, and you can see a lot of the DNA between the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a theory that ActRaiser is also part of this series, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it's slightly, I mean, it's different gameplay. More, so, yeah, because yeah, like, I mean, they're all dealing with deities and, and those kind yeah. of weird things. All the Quintet games are. So, I mean, but this, you know, these three are very much like action RPGs, like like Falcom games, as Kyle said. So, which is very cool. I and they all involve it. Gaia in some yeah. sort. Yeah. Or I mean, Dark Gaia. Illusion of Gaia had Dark Gaia, if I remember correctly, who you're talking to and saving with. I'm pretty sure that it, yeah, that is the case. That that yeah. is, yeah. There's it, the the yeah the 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 connection tissue doesn't seem at first obvious, and then it becomes more and more obvious. But like not like like actual like they don't say like this is the same world because that's not the case. But like thematically and like some of the character models are that way. Yeah, I think it's not it's not I as did, obvious. Um, yeah, go ahead. If you guys are familiar with Illusion of Gaia, for those of you who are, at one point you meet a character or a couple characters, and they reference someone named Will which is, of yeah. course, the name of the protagonist from mm-hmm. Illusion of Guy. And I was certain that it was going to be him. And, of course, it's not. And just a, a giant letdown. I would have ran um, named Will. There's no, also Will. a dog named Turbo. Will. I think Will in this one ended up being Wilbur Wright because that's oh, the guy that who makes, does the airplanes. Yeah, yeah the, the planes, yeah. Right, yes, yes. Because because Illusion of Gaia, like um, we're just jumping all around, but Illusion of Gaia, like you do get to unlock either like one of the bosses or the Soul Blazer protagonist, like through this like weird convoluted quest. And I remember being like, who the hell is that? <laughs> Soul Blazer. Blazer. Yeah. Is that is that the the Red Jewels quest? Is that what you unlock after? Yeah. Like, you get a boss fight, which is ripped from Soul Blazer. There we go. The sprite is and even says he's from a different world or something. Weird. That's fine. So, but I mean, all three have the same like theme, like an angel and resurrecting yeah. people, and so does Actraiser, and and that's kind of what why people think. Yeah, they're exactly. It's a pretty cool game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's so many epic moments in this game. Like one moment uh-huh. that hit me harder than I expected when you get hit by the avalanche and you end up finding the two goats in a cave, and they're both stuck in here and they can't get out. I thought you were gonna. That I had to bring it up. But the only thing that. that got me, I thought, was weird, is why they use the word husband because they're not humans, they're not marrying. Why not just say mate? But I guess 
they were, you know, different audience. But I was just like, it should just there be me. It shouldn't be translations throughout. Yeah, that was my favorite. Moment. Is near the end, you meet the doctor, and he says something like, "Oh, thanks for arousing me." Uh, and I, I assume they meant like awakening. You're the one who kind of awakened him. And yeah. They just uh, they mistranslated uh, that one. Yeah, well, or, or maybe face. not. Maybe, maybe that's. Well, what I mean, meant. to be like startled or like I've heard that as aroused, but the, we, we, you know, we we got dirty minds here. I'm from Texas, you know. We don't <laughs> south, you know. We. Well, let's, I mean, let's face it. We 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 expect certain things, and it will completely throw you. I mean, I remember a trivia question on one show: mm-hmm. which of the following words? Is found in I think the con. Which of the following words is found in the Constitution? Forget what the third option was, but the first two was God and erection. Yeah, erection. Yep. <laughs> yes, erection it is because it's talking about the erection of buildings, and that's like it doesn't throw me off with some things that pop into these games or what's in there. I mean, I I was using the RPG classics shrines for my walkthrough and it does have a lot of things in here where you're talking like behind the names i mean as will and it 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 says here like will is named after actually named after william edward boeing but in real in uh reality i mean will wilbur wright and his brother orville were the ones who pioneered power flight so both names work right Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they had such like Mick. That's the guy who's making the burgers. Mm. He's a reference to McDonald's. Right, exactly. This feels like an Alan Moore thing now at this point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look at some of these. I mean, the look in the names. Locations. Ayers Rock. Gee, game, it's Ayers Rock. A-I-R-S. But it's actually, you know, it's Ayers Rock. A-Y-E-R-S is what we call it. But it's actually refer. Its actual mm-hmm. name is Uluru. Which, fun fact, that's actually mentioned in Golden Sun: The Lost Age. I mean, all the names we were talking about. That look at the areas. They're more named after location, like famous locations. I mean, you got the Sahara Desert, the Polynesian Island, mm-hmm. the Yangtze River, the Indus River, Freedom America. Yeah, Colorado, <laughs> we mentioned it because of the Colorado River. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these names, they have uh, definitely got location. I mean, when I, it's like, there's a guy in the island to the north, his name is Rich. So, you know, he's a wealthy Englishman, lives by himself. I'm going to be honest, my first thought when I saw Rich, I think in King Richard. Right, King okay. Richards. That's fair. Okay, yeah, I can get that. According to the guide, they's like, uh, could it could have been... Uh, could have been like a reference to Richard Branson. All right. But, of course, he wasn't around till the 1950s. But, you know. Mm. Yeah, this, this game comes around a bit. I mean, you have Neo yeah. Tokyo. I just thought point, Rich so. Guy. Like, oh, they just named the Rich Guy. <laughs> rich. Like, That's fair, too. At this point. Yeah, well, my, like, my, I wasn't, I was like, why am I in this? I didn't, like, why am I not, why am I in this game? And I'm like, you know, this is going to be up in the England area. Rich, his name is Rich. So he's probably one of the King Richards. I mean, Eddie was Thomas Edison. I mean, he's making uh, the telephone, I think it was there. Bell was the telephone. Uh, it was Bell. Oh, was Bell, Bell, yeah, you're yeah. right, Bell. Phone, Thomas Edison was electricity. Yeah, notorious dick, and that's why all of Hollywood's in California, to get as far away from him as possible. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was, like, 
like I said, I'm looking at the website. There's so yeah. much that they had for like the meanings of the names and all that. Yeah, that, that's funny because I think like we said like all walkthroughs are not created equal. Because my walkthrough was like, go here, pick this up. You've got this. Go talk to the dog. The dog did this. The lion. Yeah. It, like had no like story flourishes at all. Um, yeah. My walkthroughs were not great. <laughs> no, that's not a. I didn't have a great one either. Unless <laughs> I was. Yeah. But you know, we've been talking like about how the level. We also talked about how this system of leveling seems to. We we we've talked about we've been talking about the fights. We've talked about how leveling works. And here's one of those things. Your work. This is where it it plays into the game. I mean, the most notorious boss apparently in this game is Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure. I'm laughing because this I I laughed when I first you know saw that and like this is Sylvain uh, Sylvain in the Spain area and I'm like. You gotta get that one in there because this is actually it's sort of named for the actual queen. Although she wasn't necessarily queen of Spain, mm-hmm. she was queen of England. Bloody Mary, the first like she was the first queen of England that ruled England mm-hmm. on her own. Yeah, and so yeah, and she did earn that nickname of Bloody because she wanted to bring it back to Catholicism. So you know, I. This she it's like they say at low level she's a pain in the ass so make sure you're level twenty five plus but like I said this is where the game sort of if you're too high up at the wrong time everything's a breeze so maybe that's why they also put in that little fetch quest in there but like I said it's, a big thing of this time with how can you make a game you know longer feel longer so I mean that was just yeah. the way it was or it's mm-hmm. a it's a way to give you a lull so you can take a break from grinding and fighting because you're going to be in some nasty bosses when you're in the final part. That's fair too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, we can't like through this game, we've resurrected the continents. We brought plant life back. We brought the birds back. We brought the animals back. We brought the humans back. Then we're out of, uh, out of commission for three years. <laughs> I like that. Should have been longer, but I like that. Yeah. Three years. And, Wow. Should have been like 300 years or 3,000. It should have been like 3,000 years you're gone. Yeah. And then the world changed. And then, but then it wouldn't work when you have, because you actually, you know, you meet Liam again now that he's older. And then you also find him dead where you get one of the Star Stones later on. The yeah. Game. And your special lady friend and a few other people. But yeah. Yeah. And then there's that weird, mm-hmm. like, what, teenage girl who has a crush on you? Oh, yeah. Right. I remember that part. Okay. That's one of the moments of that game when you go to the zombie town, you go to the town that's normal. You stay at the inn, you wake up, and everybody's a fucking zombie. That is one of the most intense moments in a game I have seen in a while. I did I not like expect that. Yeah, same yeah, here. Same gross. here. That did throw me. That was a great fucking moment, though. Like, I was same. like, this is awesome. Yeah, that that was a moment that caught you, catches you off guard. It oh, yeah. Rem- that reminded me of... Uh, it happens in both Mother 1 and Mother 2, uh, where you go to a town and, like, you go to sleep. Uh, you go to a town that doesn't seem right, and you go to sleep, and, like, the music's kind of off. And then you wake up, and you, you're immediately thrown into a battle, and you're like, wait, what the hell? And, like, the, whole, <laughs> the innkeeper is, like, a bad guy. And it's like, whoa, holy crap, I love that. Oh, like yeah, they, they that. yeah, they put that. that. That's a good trope in games. It's like, go yeah. to sleep, boom, oh, yeah, exactly. Shit. And All there's some scene, if I remember correctly, when you go to sleep or like, if, or when you wake up in the town, like there's things they say that don't, that seem a little weird. Yeah, exactly. And it was just, it was impressive. I was like, this, that was one of my, like, I, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed that moment in a Super Nintendo game. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not what I expected. Yeah, and there's then of course after like you're then oh on that desert. Going through that desert, I really didn't need. If you solve the puzzle once, don't make him do it again and <laughs> yeah, again and again. I agree. That I era. very much agree. All you need is one little flag. Did they clear it already? Yes. Okay. We won't torture them with it again. Unless you're going to put something hidden in there, don't make us do that section again. I agree. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> this game has some another like one cool moment also like when you when you run into Liam as an adult and he has that he has like when you're trying to rescue that girl in the town that's been like you everybody's been killed by a virus. Oh yeah, yeah. right, I remember that. I thought that was interesting. I was surprised they went the virus route. I was like, okay, that's that's cool. I commend you. Yeah, that's what you get for re- waking a, a power mad idiot. Yeah, exactly. I like the Baruga as a villain that kind of comes in later in this game and how it's you know for close to Bermuda. I was like, okay, Bermuda Triangle, Baruga, I'll, I'll take yeah. it. I laughed out loud at his death scene. It was so fucking <laughs> <Wow>. funny. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Blake, I have a question for you. When I was playing this game, uh, there were certain parts where I swear I heard the Chrono Trigger future music. Did you have any of that deja vu? No, and I um, enjoyed the music. You know, so I, I was playing with the audio on all the time. I can't say I was really reminded of anything else. And I played Chrono Trigger fairly recently. So, um, certainly possible I missed anything, but I, I didn't really draw a connection there myself. Okay, I had it happen a lot where I kept hearing Chrono Trigger music. Um, it might have been a me thing, general, not you know a real thing. But I swear, like I was like, this sounds like something. This sounds like Chrono Trigger. I mean, who made the music I th- I for Terry? For who made the music for Chrono Trigger? I mean, was it the Enix side or was it the Nobu Umetsu? Is the I is the guy? Umetsu is that is that the um, is that the Square side? Wait, hold on. Did Uematsu do the soundtrack for Chrono Trigger? I thought it was Yatsunori Mitsuda that did. Uh, it was a combination effort for Chrono Trigger. Okay, okay. Because I was a little sorry that that kind of threw me through. Oh, I was like, wait, hold on. I was like, I wasn't sure about that, and I just kind of like my brain just kind of like, uh, uh, like oh, freaked out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, there was a podcast I listened to years ago. I actually still have all the recordings of it. Uh, it was called Into the Score. This guy was a music teacher, also a bit of a composer. Of course, you know, he's now has, you know, kids of his own and all that. But in he actually took the 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 fourth, fifth and sixth episode were devoted to literally Chrono Cross and uh, Chrono Trigger. And then like Chrono Cross, then Chrono Trigger, then comparing the two. So, you know, that's how I got all my information on Chrono Trigger and the music. Yeah, uh, uh, Umatsu worked on part of it, but it was someone else. I mean, they were getting, uh, so I think it was the person was getting overworked and overstressed. And, you know, he pulled in to help out a little bit. My sincerest apologies about that, because, for, like, I thought it was only just Yatsunori Mitsuda. So, yeah, my sincerest apologies. <laughs> You're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just well, I mean, and like you know, for the for the listeners, Chrono Trigger was a big merging of Square and Enix. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a, okay. a, a, before Square and Enix were together. So I believe that's what that's why Chrono Trigger was kind of a big deal from the get go. Was that it was a it was like a big mix of all the sort like at that time like the big names of RPG, well, Japanese RPG games yeah. and that sort of alike. It doesn't but look also like. This- 
Yeah, I mean, there doesn't look like there's any like uh, carryover. At least according to Moby Games, they don't even have music credits. They just have sound composers, and they're not. Yeah, it's Miyoko Takaoka and Masanori Hikichi. There you for, go. Thank you for, for uh, Terranigma. Yeah, for Terranigma. Which isn't, which is not any Chrono Trigger overlap. Although you know, mm-hmm. Quintet was part of Enix at the time. We worked really closely with them. So. Yeah, and some of that stuff so wasn't always published either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Probably got some some influence. I, don't know, I just I, I really like feel that with oh, I still play this game entirely with sound on all the time. I just enjoy the music so much, yeah. which yeah, same. is not a me thing. There were a couple of uh, there were a couple of times where the tracks became a little redundant, but like I still really liked what I listened to. Like this is really nice. This uh this is a uh, this is like my kind of like what I'd call like prime gaming of my life in the case of like Cause like I'm a '90s kid. Like I was born in 1990. Like the Super Nintendo was a very, very, very important console to me. And just like this is like prime Super Nintendo of like in its best era of like mm-hmm. the best graphics. The the mute like composers really understand what you can do with the Super Nintendo. Sorry, uh, excuse, ugh, excuse me. Sound sound <laughs> hardware. Excuse me. And like, All right. yeah, like, like, <laughs> like the developers, the sound, com- the composers, like everyone's really pushing the Super Nintendo to its limits. And I just, I, I just, I love that so much. That era of Super Nintendo, just, just, it, a, yeah. just a, a yeah. big, 100%. it's a big, a big spot in my heart. I just, I found, uh, um, it seemed the music to me. There's no tracks. I don't think it may be the overall track that re- that really stood out to me. But just it, they all generally seem to really fit the mood of like their particular sections, almost like a greater than the sum of its parts situation, you mm-hmm. know, with the songs. Um, yeah. But that, that overworld theme, I just, I just really nails, I don't know, something about it just, just really, really seemed to hit the vibe of what the game was going for. And just that sweet spot. The emotion, like- the emotions of a lot of the tracks too, are also just like the emotional cores of the, of the musical tracks are really good. I yeah, like it, it kicks back to the uh, Krista theme a couple times when you yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, really well done. I missed out on a good deal of the music of this one because part of when I was playing it, I was had other things going. Mm. <laughs> no, I can get that. That's how I normally am. So I can yeah. Really yeah. I, I didn't expect to listen to the music <laughs> much as I did in this game. I was so honestly much. surprised how much I got into it. Yeah. I think the the most memorable track I heard was basically at the end of the game. Oh yeah, that track's really good. It's just yeah. the fact that something reminded me of the fu- of the future overworld map in Chrono Trigger. I don't remember what song it was, but I heard things that were too, very, very close to it, and it couldn't have been just me. But I'm like, God, this- I played so much Chrono Trigger in my life too, so I'm like, mm. but that also got me to just keep- I don't know. I just really enjoyed love- the music. I-, I I've always enjoyed Chrono Trigger, but like, if like. You asked me what my favorite RPG of Super Nintendo, like the Super Nintendo RPG of my favorite was like, it's always going to be Earthbound for me. Like that's off the show. Got to go. Bye. No, I'm, okay. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm not going to argue that one. Earth, Earthbound has <laughs> Earthbound's a great game. I just give it a lot of shit. No, 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 I know. I know. <laughs> I mean that one podcast, like that podcast I mentioned. They actually profiled Earthbound on an episode. Nice. Talked with a jazz group that does some songs from it in a jazz style. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, uh, you'd love their name, the Runaway Five. Yes. Oh, I know of that that group that does that. So I, I, know I, who to I, 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 uh, I love their music. Just good stuff. Yeah, they're four members, and they're like, why? And people who don't know about Earthbound, are like. Why are you called the Runaway Five? 
Yeah, exactly. There's only four of you. <laughs> Did you ever play Earthbound? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. There's probably five in Earthbound or six members. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How does the math work in this equation? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I, I want to bring up is like almost everyone that joins you like ends up a lot of people die in this game. Like you have yeah. the yeah. Freya, I think is her name, the, the woman that rescues you a couple times. She dies in the airship when you destroy Bermuda's and the other and this other random guy that was like your rival now is your friend. Yeah. Dies again. Like, oh, you go with the seagull, we'll just stay here and die. Bye. I once again I have to kind of bring it up of just like I really wonder how North America would have handled this game because I don't know. Like <laughs> we weren't cool then. I mean, like I think by the time you get to like what is it, Xenogears, and you're killing God, like right, that's a little yeah. later. Mm. Yeah, but they hide. Yeah. They don't. They're not really open until way late in that game. The what you're actually doing, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they, it was. It wasn't an advertising. Pokemon, Pokemon exactly. was I mean, still stuff. the devil at this point. I mean, or even uh, later Pokemon. than this. Yeah, um, I think there were some games like. Oh, go ahead. I think what people would have might have seen if they had gotten to this point, we would have had another quote prevent, maybe had another preventative measure of avoiding cults. Because let's face it, Baruga's followers were literally a cult. Yeah, yeah. As God, mm-hmm. and he's I like, like that, if though. you're going to cross me, you're against me. Yep. And I mean, how many of the cults that have popped up since uh, the mid-90s could we have avoided, possibly with another beware of cults thing out there. I can think of a few. True, true. And groups that have slowly been turning into cults. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with that joke, and I uh, I want to bet that ball, but I will not. <laughs> I'm just leaving it there. I'm not... I know, and I'm like, ah, it. Itching, but dare. doesn't work with the contact. But... <laughs> I, I like how like you have two forms of travel in this game. Mainly, you have the boat to get around the world map, and then you also have a plane here and there that you can then use to go to very certain places. I thought that was yeah, yeah, and, and that that's not from the beginning though. That's rolled out reasonably later in the game. Yeah, I know it's way mm-hmm. later, but yeah, it was. I I, I like that they had. Yeah, that, yeah. That, see, that feels to me like the, the, my my big crux of this game is we didn't play this, you know, in 1995 contemporaneously, but it feels like a game just kind of like snatched out of time. That we're then playing in 2023. It's like a throwback game, but not deliberately a throwback game. Because, you know, like, oh, I get my boats and I get my plane. That feels like an airship from Final Fantasy. It feels like my boats from Dragon Quest. It, like, feels a lot like Dragon Quest. Like, graphically looks the same. Like, it's it's very much like a game plucked out of time and then thrown to us. Like, most of us wouldn't have gotten until we got ROMs at least 10 years later. And then mm-hmm. and then beyond that now. So, like, that that's what I really like about this game. Like, it was really exciting about this game to me. And also, the way that it expanded. I mean, let's face it, a good portion of our world didn't get... Well, if you look at the theory of how the modern civilization came about, I mean, uh, Europe and A- Europe and Asia were trading, but along long routes over land, and we wanted to try and get to it by sea, by going the opposite direction, instead of going around the su- south of, of Africa. In that dangerous Cape of Good Hope area. I mean, let's face it, they called it the Cape of Good Hope because they managed, <laughs> they got around it and, oh, look, we've got to India this way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, how are we going to keep that up? We'll call it the Cape of Good Hope. <laughs> Worked oh, with Greenland. Also, I, I realized this, this, this game made me really appreciate the Panama Canal because having to go all the way around South America was annoying. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it, why can't Hamlet Camel, Camel be in this game? I don't want to go all the way around. I just want to go through here. Yeah, that was um that was, was yeah, that was an interesting little point in that part of part of the game where I'm just like Yeah, I'm like, why oh, can't they just I'm hmm. like, oh yeah, there's no way we're through here. That's why yeah. they made the Panama Canal. <laughs> I mean you could try the northern route. <laughs> I mean, I did do that sometimes, but I just thought it was just funny. I'm like, damn it, I want the Panama Canal. Oh, no, it just made me appreciate. And, like, this game goes some weird places where you, like, one thing we haven't talked about yet, where you run into Elle, who's, like, your your, your girlfriend or whatever she is when you're down in the underground and the upside down. And then yeah. when you come back in the in the regular world, you meet the same version of her, find out that everyone is, like, there's two versions of everybody mm. in this world. It was yeah. strange. Yeah. It's cool. Well, it's a reflection of what's down there. That's. Yes. When yeah, you exactly. first. When you first enter Stromham, Stockholm, I gotta look at um, what? I think it's uh, Stockholm. Okay, Stockholm. Yeah, it's an almost direct duplicate of Chris. It's a direct duplicate of Krista. Oh yeah, no, it was. Oh yeah, you're right. And there's nobody there either. The whole town has been like killed or something almost. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they were all killed except for her, and then she was taken by this king, who then said, "Yeah, it's my daughter of the of the people I just murdered and took her in." And then okay. there's, but you also, as you learn later in the game, there was actually an Ark born in the upper world. Yes, that is an awesome moment. You don't find that out until you get the, right by the end of the game, you get the star, the star stones, you put it in, then you get like yeah. murdered and then reborn as a baby for some reason. That was all very confusing to me. That yeah, that whole... was, it yeah. seems confusing, but it's explained that there's the light world and the dark world which is the hollow earth thing but like why are you like and then you become a baby but then l your girlfriend from down under comes here now and is ordered to kill you even though she doesn't know it's you because well why are you a baby mm. it was weird and you find out that your little partner yomi this whole time was like yeah my whole plan was just to murder you once you finish your job like i knew that fucker was up to something <laughs> yeah that little son of a bitch <laughs> and it's and it's there. like there and then it's like when you defeat that when that plays out and it defeats, oh no, I'm actually the the one that's been with you the whole time. That was my darker self. And it sort of revealed Ark was supposed to move humanity along to the point where Dark Gaia could influence things. I mean, Dark Gaia was influencing uh, Baruga, Beluga, Mm -hmm. Bafruga, whatever you want to frickin' Baruga call him. And Dark Gaia was the one that I, uh, who was the, who Revelation! Yeah! The Elder is Dark Gaia. There you go. That was cool. And you were supposed to only get to a certain point, and then L was supposed to eliminate you. But the surface L was still connected in some ways to the underside, the underworld L, the hollow earth L, and she couldn't do it. There was enough of that caring still left. This is also why Dark, why the Elder didn't tell her who she had to kill. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she if I think she was supposed to kill the light version of Ark and the light version of L was supposed to kill the dark version of Ark. Right. But there was too much of the caring for him there, which he didn't count on. The dark version of Ark was supposed to get the world to a certain point and then he'd be killed. And then the light version would, quote, kill the, you know, it's how it was supposed to work. But it backfired on him there. That's where I get confused. So after you place the star stones, light version of Ark appears. Is this a is this a, re- a real person? What happens to him after he kills you? That was he kind was of already, unclear yeah, to me. That that was my sense too. He was already dead, but 
How, in that case, how does he kill you? I don't think he was dead. I didn't there's, understand it. There's a line of dialogue about essentially some battle that went down at the South Pole where you yeah. eventually revive him. So I took that as in uh, he fought in a battle and died. And you, I guess, revived him with the Star Show. It was, it was all very unclear to me. Well, you were supposed to have died back in Baruga's place, too. Mm. Yeah, and then you escape, so you don't do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, It's very strange. Yeah. I didn't really understand it either, like, what was happening. I, I took it as he was dead, as the other version was dead, but then again, why are you then reborn? I didn't really under. That's when the game gets very confusing. I didn't really understand what was happening. Yeah, and that could yeah. have and that could have overstayed your welcome, never- essentially. Yeah, I can't. I can't necessarily explain it because I'm not really good with that type of thing. But I honestly feel like I did understand most of this game. I thought it was for what it was trying to do and what it was trying to the story it was trying to tell. I thought it was actually just really unique. I was like, I like. I can't believe that a game in this era is really trying to go for something this. I don't want to call it deep, but. Uh, this well actually i think i will say it yeah this deep this like this is really trying to tell this type of like creationist type of a story of like the world not only the world but like life of being put on on the planet and what like what is this not so much what does it mean because i feel like the game doesn't really do that per se in most cases but just like like the like what does life do what is good and evil like i i I don't know like i thought that was so just kind of surprising for a game like this to tell it the story that it's trying to tell like i was really surprised by that i feel like i did understand what the game was mostly trying to go for yeah like i I I feel like Like, i got the macro idea but a lot of the details were lost on me yeah Yeah, like, yeah, like the details, like, wait, you're a baby now and all that kind of stuff. Like, the, the micro details are a little weird, but I think it's I like, kind, a- I kind of got the baby thing. I don't know. Like, it's, 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 it's such a, it's such a, not, uh, fuck, uh, there's terminology <laughs> that I'm thinking of, but like, the words to say them is like not coming to my brain, but like, not, uh, okay, this isn't like art house, but like, that's very artistic. That idea of like, Oh, a new life reborn and like it, it mm-hmm. to a literal extent of like a baby, like, oh, a baby is new life. And so this new life for this character is this like, I don't know, like, I, I think I yeah, like, I kind of got what they were, I think, trying to go for what the whole like the baby part in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I think it was basically what they've been saying is, is that there is you have a version on top and a version on bottom. Yep. And so they're not necessarily supposed to meet. Mm. So someone was supposed to, so to have the underworld version of one eliminate the upper world version of the other, Mm -hmm. that was what was supposed to be done. And so while these dark forces and dark guy is manipulating some people to, you know, help get things to the point where the cult can be resurrected. And of course he can then rule everything. That's his goal. So like any decent bad guy in anything, oh, hey, I'm going to be bad. I'm going to manipulate the good guys to do what I want them to do. And then I have my backup to kill them when they're no longer useful (laughs) or they're becoming a problem. (laughs) And how do you get rid of someone totally? Very simple. You eliminate both parts of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I do like that you're, the guy who gets, sends you on this quest is the villain all along. I think that is very cool. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was actually really clever, especially from a game of this era. I'm like, damn it, that's actually a really, yeah. really mm-hmm. good plot twist. Like, well, kudos, Quintet. That's actually really clever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clever because this this game takes, like, big swings, but then, like, by keeping the Elder as that, then it, like, takes it back to being very personal. Because this this, yeah. this game, for, for what it is, it, like, like... You're just like a kid in a town, and this is how video games are. You know, you're a kid mm. in a town. You're gonna go this like world anything, but oh, like course. this one goes like much more than like Link defeating like Ganon. Um, this is yeah, like exactly. I go <laughs> and I go and resurrect some continents. Okay, well I'm just beating five mm. towers, whatever. And then I'm gonna mm. like bring back like the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom and man, and that's the end of chapter two. This game is four chapters, and then chapter three yeah. is like a lot of plotty plot 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 stuff. And then chapter four is like, actually, you were working for Dark Gaia the whole time. And then blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, you're, you're working for the devil the whole time. It's like, wait a goddamn minute. This is this. This game is taking a turn. I thought I was just like talking to animals and helping a little lion cub. It's yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's it, it, the game. You know, like, I like the video games where you like walk back home, you know. Oh, of course. Like, Man, I've done a lot of shit in this game. And this is very much like <laughs> I've done a lot of shit in this game. Yeah. Where I yeah. started and where I ended is in yeah. much different places. And as a gamer, you're like, man, this, this is a this is a game. There's a lot to it. I don't yeah, know exactly. if it all works, but as a swing, it's a big swing. And yeah. I, I I really have to praise them for taking that big of a swing, like <laughs> really going for something this mighty of a story. Uh, like where like you think the game starts off so typically with like like the boy in a village with the elder, and it's like, yeah, okay, this this feels very RPG, but then like the bigger swings it goes for, it's just like, oh, holy crap game. You're like, you're really swinging for the fences on this. Like, damn, I, I didn't think you had that in you. Right, exactly. I mean, it it's a progression. Yeah. It's a, ni- it's a nice progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You create, you bring the land back. Mm-hmm. You bring the plants and animals back. And then you, like the plants, the birds, the animals, and then humans. Yeah. And then you help humans advance. Yeah. Showing By how far they and delivering sardines. Yes. Yeah. Crucial, crucial points in history. <laughs> yeah, trade. Yeah. The, the most important part of human history, sardines. <laughs> yeah, trade. Tourism. Well you, guys, you guys know you studied it in school, remember? You know, in the history books, you know, sardines. <laughs> I did like it that you had like, and you helped invent the hamburger, too. I thought that was hilarious. Yes, yes. Of course, yeah. one of the most crucial parts of human history and all of human history, the one of the most important and just powerful stories in our, our in our society, the, the invention <laughs> of the hamburger. Tara Nig McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> I would like a Tara I, I would like a Tara McChicken, please. Thank you. <laughs> Diet and, Coke and a large fry. Thank you. And one thing we haven't talked about yet, the boss fights in this game were all pretty good too. They didn't have oh, yeah. they were all fun. I mean we talked about Bloody I, Mary. Uh, but. I thought I, I especially some of the the bad like the settings of the boss fights like I loved uh it's in the very beginning of the game but I loved the uh, part when it's right after you leave the underworld and you start exploring the actual planet uh there's a part when like like you don't fall off a cliff but like it's it, it's like you're falling down as you're fighting the boss I thought that was like oh this is on like and this is on Super Nintendo. This is so kick ass. Oh my god, that's so cool. Like that's just such a I know I, I just love that battle setting. That's so cool. I, I'm just I'm nerding out. Like it's just I love this. That's so cool. Ah 
I'm trying to think which one that was. Maybe that was Stormkeeper. I it was it was at the very beginning of the game. Like it, it's it's after you leave it's after you leave the underworld, but it's like it, at the beginning of like the whole planety thing of like unlocking life and animals and stuff like that. Yeah, that might be Stormkeeper because that yeah. was that's the closest thing I can think of because yeah, a lot that, of the that, other bosses. That part was just I I don't know. There's just I just thought that was just so like unnecessarily cool like <laughs> that's so badass i just yeah, like i feel like <laughs> i'm in like an action movie and it's like oh man i'm falling and i'm fighting as we're falling and it's ah i just i love it yeah it's so oh, it's cool fair. They, it's a good moment yeah i mean yeah, i like exactly. i like that one in the great lakes cavern right because it's I remember so just de- it's actually it's it's deceptive yeah you see the dragon in the background you're thinking i've got to hit that no, it's the starfish you gotta take out. Yeah, exactly. That's such a nice little twist. It's like kill the dragon, kill the dragon. And then I like, wait a minute. I look at my at like RPG classics. You don't have to worry about Gossy, the big dragon, since he won't devious, hurt you. Devious it's those bastards. Little starfishes. Yeah. Devious sons of bitches, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it really throws you for a loop where you just fight starfish <sighs> and not the giant dinosaur in the background. <laughs> But that was fucking awesome, though. Like, yeah, I was like, was. okay, game, you are something else right now. And, of course, it's not always, I mean, not all the bosses were, quote, simple. Sometimes you had yeah. to do a jump attack. Mm-hmm. Ah, exactly. So that's actually, of course, though, it also threw those annoying little enemies at you. I mean, mm-hmm. goddamn those cubes. Yeah, those things are, <laughs> oh, holy shit. And it wasn't until I got the right weapon that I was able to... Oh, so this weapon actually does a number on these things. Okay, now. I'll just use this weapon now from Mm -hmm. now on. And it's like, oh, that takes it out in about four hits. Love Mm -hmm. it. Something occurs to me. So I believe, maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but in the story, essentially, the doctor kind of releases a virus that wipes out a bunch of people and then freezes himself. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe there's essentially a battle or something at that point, and that's when our light side arc is killed. And so it seems it seems the game has kind of a it's going in cycles is is kind of the sense that I got from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. essentially that happens. Dark arc, our arc wakes up, you know, in this world and is sent up to kind of now revive this dead world. So I guess it, when I start to think about it. I assume our dark arc is killed by light arc, so light, so he can be revived. Essentially, the death of one revives the other. Is yeah. kind of how is the sense okay. I get. I yeah, that. apparently okay. that's how that works. Also, I'm sorry, but I hate that 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 rhymes. Dark arc, dark arc, dark arc, dark, dark arc, dark arc, dark arc. <laughs> sorry, I just, ugh, I had to get it. I had to get it out of my system. I'm sorry. So I, I assume that's why it's not necessarily explained. I can't draw a straight line there, but that's that's the sense that I get. You know, that, that our arc was killed. I still don't understand how he aged so fast from the baby. I'm just going to we're just going to gloss over that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's going to be one where we have to try and if we try and think about it too hard, our brains are just going to explode. Yeah. Just hand wave that one away. Yeah. You have to do that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Light Arc lives, dies, which revives Dark Arc, who is sent to the surface to revive everything. And then he dies so he can be revived as the hero. And although the the thing that doesn't make sense to me is, of course, is if that's the case, then Dark Arc being killed should revive Light Arc, who would be a separate being. 
but it seems to be our arc who is revived. So I'm not sure if I'm sure there's something I'm misunderstanding there. Um, but it's, it's interesting. I, it, it, I, I feel like there's some, if I could speak to the, you know, the writer, like I, I could, I could wrap my head around more of this because the, the bones of a really, really cool story are here. It's just, maybe it's translation. Maybe it's, uh, you know, just, uh, the era of where you could kind of hand wave away a lot of bullshit by just, you know, moving past it essentially. Yeah. But, but I, the, the themes and the ideas here are really, really cool. So I'm, I'm just, I'm interested to know more, even if the answers may not even exist. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense as the game progresses. If we try and trigger it all out, we're just gonna, we're going to be here all night. Like, yeah, we're, <laughs> this is going to be like a 20 hour podcast. That's like, all right, hour 15. And it's like, <laughs> everyone's in their, everyone's just in like their sweats. And we're just like, Okay, what that actually means is, and it's like, oh god. Uh, and one of the things I want to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet is the the ending of this is kind of up for interpretation too. Because mm-hmm. after you kill Dark Gaia, you essentially, after you go back to your town, Krista, you eventually cease existing and then are reborn as a bird. And the idea that I know what some people think it is is that as you're you see, like the whole ending, you see this bird just flying around, flying mm-hmm. over this, and then eventually. L, the one that survived, go, hears bird chirping and goes to the door. And then I know in the manga or something Japanese, there's a there's a pic there's a, a pic, an official picture drawn of Ark hugging L at the end of the game. Like that's how, there's there's a novelization of this game in Japan. That, okay, I wonder that if that's ever sense. been like I wonder if that's ever been like fan translated because I'd like to read that because from I, what I, I, I heard, well, from the what the YouTube video told me that I was l- listening to, it was not early. She couldn't. Uh, find it. Oh no! Okay, well that but sucks. But I didn't. Look I, I, I would love to read this. I, I would really like to to like read this or just like pick it apart because it sounds really interesting. It yeah, that would be definitely something to find out. I mean, to get all this information and find out what is the actual story. I just yeah. I don't know the idea of like Ark doing that and hugging hugging her. You're like, oh, that's so sweet. I love that. It is because it it's like feels, you know, the idea that he was reunited with her after he finishes his quest. I know, I love right. that. That's so sweet. Yeah, oh. and it, it, for it all feels we know, ambiguous. yeah, and I think that's where it's up for interpretation. I mean, yeah. my own thought is when she opens that door, I'm figuring she's seeing the light side arc. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. See, yeah, I, makes sense. I always took it as dark side arc, or I say always. I mean, that was just my initial interpretation. I don't know. It's no, like I... his his reward, you know, mm-hmm. for. For essentially saving the world, he's kind of re- yeah. reincarnated as the bird and mm-hmm. gets mm-hmm. to spend more time with the the one he loves. I love that. That's I don't know. Call me a a, a damn cheesy cornball, but I, I love that. I thought that was <laughs> I don't know. Like after playing through the game and all that, and just seeing that, like I don't know, it's like oh, that's actually really sweet. Oh my god, <laughs> damn it, game, you got me. Yeah, <laughs> you got me. Yeah. All right, and should we any any should we go on to questions, comments, or memories, or any last things you guys want to say? I mean, we'll we'll probably delve back in some of the stuff if we miss anything during the questions. I'm sure stuff will come up. If we're going on to that portion of the show, I I just kind of I don't know, like I I just I I have such a fondness for Quintet as a game designer uh, and developer, and like the games they created, especially the uh the quote unquote the trilogy. I really love like I I like of course Illusion of Gaia is great. I really love Terranigma and. And while it might be the most primitive because it's the first game of the series, I really, really, really love Soul Blazer. And 
I don't know. Like, I, I feel like for most gamers, if they play it now, they might think it, it might think of it as as being quote unquote primitive. But like, I kind of love that it's primitive in a sense. Like, I love how when you unlock things, it, it feels like you're only unlocking like little chunks of things, and I kind of like that. I, it just there's something about that. It just feels so satisfying when you unlock like a chunk of mm-hmm. something, and you're just like, what does this connect mm-hmm. to? What does this connect to? And just and the yeah, combat is is so like is so blood simple of just swinging your sword and using your magic like like once I I I know I I apologize if I'm I'm being redundant but oh you're fine once once again that's the the Falcom developers into this into this game of just using that magic of like this accessible combat I I love mm-hmm. that and it just that's that's just such good game design of that era and I I love it so. I love it so much. I love it so much. Now I want like a Terra Enigma with like the Oath and Felgana. Like, oh yes. <laughs> uh, I uh, I I I love. Uh, I I just yeah. I I love that idea. That's that's you think. <laughs> that's gold. I just recently I, played Ease One and Two earlier this year, and oh, I completely can see times. where you're coming from with that. Oh, yeah. good times. Good they were times. both yeah, games. Ease Nine is or Eight Lacrimosa of Donna, whichever number that is, is just eight. one of my all time things. Yeah, I believe that's eight. Eight. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, it's eight. Yeah, so I Oath and Solgana so is still the one that I can't like. It, it looks like Zelda, and then you jump and like little numbers jump over everybody's head, and you're it's, super fast. It's there's so such cool. a simplicity to the. Sorry, I don't mean to make this about another <laughs> series of games, but just like there's such a simplicity with the East series and like how this how those connect to the quintet. Quintet is a developer, and I I love it. Like. They brought that simplicity to, I feel like the developers of, the the ex-developers of Falcom, when they went to make Quintet as a developer, like, they brought that simplicity with them, and I love that. Like, these these games, as, like, old as they may be, like, they're still so accessible and easy to understand, and I, I love that. Especially for RPGs, which I feel like may seem notorious to be, like, harder to, like, get. Like there's 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 just such a nice simplicity about them, and I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I I don't oh, know. You're fine. That's, that's just my uh, my yeah, little wordy little thing. But yeah, this this was just fantastic. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go on to questions, comments, memories. First, from the I watched the entire Orbit Super Replay. I got one from Justin Bowman. I started that game well over ten times and never got past the first like three hours for whatever reason. <laughs> Not because I didn't want to play it, though. It felt fun, and the visuals were fantastic from what I remember. All right, and then that's, from... That's tough, because that's the, uh, the best part of the game, probably. If, yeah. if you don't like the first three hours, you're going to fucking hate the last three. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and from the official Laser Time community, first one from Paul Duffy, what's the Quintet Trilogy? Oh, which we talked about before they don't many know. times. They Soul don't Blazer, know. Gaia in this game, which is not... A trilogy, but not a trilogy. Yeah. And from Derek Schmerk, I remember trying to play this in high school via emulator, but I kept getting to a point in the opening that I couldn't get past. Tried looking up the solution, but I'm not sure if it was just my own incompetence at the time and everyone else just breezed through it because they knew what to do or what, because I never did find a way past it. I was convinced that it was a problem with the ROM and not me, but I'm open to blaming myself. <laughs> I mean, emulation can be hard at this time because yeah. there's a nest. If you're, I mean... Let's say high school, it's guess, you know, late 90s, early, early yeah, 2000s, that, like, most likely. Yeah, that period. It's a nest. Yeah. You know, it's a nest. I bet th- there's a point in one of the towers where you have to, like, use L's, like, cape or something, mm-hmm. you know, to. Oh, yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. That was a little unintuitive. I bet a lot of people. Yeah, got there, stuck there's there. something in the fourth tower, and I cannot remember what it is, that if you don't pick up that treasure chest and, equ- and equip it, like, you're fucked. So yeah. 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 
That, that could be it too. But, but I mean, emulation did have issues. I know yeah. some of the games gave me problems. Another one from Rick Passmore. This is easily one of my favorite games of SNES era by a long shot. The combat was new and different for the console, but the world is what really got me into it. This was one of the first games where I was able to feel like I had built up the world myself along the way and made me seek out the rest of the Illusion of Gaia trilogy between Sobel Asia, Illusion of Gaia, and this. I don't think anything today can really bring back the feeling these games, especially Terra Enigma, gave me as an adolescent. From I, James Fretz, I emulated this game back in the day, underrated. Oh, yeah. I can agree with that, yeah. All right. And then from the RPG Sanctuary group, I'm just going to read a few of these because I have a lot. Mm-hmm. From Jordan Hill, I bought reproduction cartridges for this in Seeking Detu 3 in 2011, my first and only. We eventually got Trials of Mana, so holding my breath starting now. Yeah, this ain't going to get yeah. bad. <laughs> I hey, wish. Don't, uh, so, don't wait, give up that interesting dream. side story. So I, I was reading a bit. Um, a couple of the people that worked on it, including one of the composers, um, they kind of started a petition for a remake. And apparently one of the major holdups is that the director of the game has literally disappeared and no one knows how to contact him. Oh, no. He is alive. Uh, uh, they, presumably alive, uh, just off the grid, and, and no one can literally get a hold of him. And he is uh, essential to the rights, apparently. Sounds totally correct with the story of this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, game rights are so weird. Hooray, hooray for legal rights issues. I know. That's Joy. interesting. And from Chris Orlando, it is the best game of the Quintet trilogy. Right. And from Mass Jupery, I got that beautiful game for my birthday in 1997. Game is my best SNES game. The gameplay, story, and soundtrack, even the Easter egg quintet building you can visit in Neo Tokyo. Yes, I love that. That part <laughs> oh, yeah. is so yeah. that that yeah, part is that part is so cute. I, I just I love just how cheeky that is. Like, oh my god, Quintet. That's perfect. Yeah. And from Raw Bueno, the game is fantastic. The soundtrack is just on their level. I didn't know the SNES could sound and look like that. The animations were top SNES graphics and the story, man, I can't recommend it enough. And from the Super Nintendo Super Group, see from Demetrius Lachmetis, Epic, from Jan Henning, hasn't aged well in my humble opinion, same like Illusion of, T- Illusion of Time slash Gaia. Okay. Illusion of Time's the European name, right? Yep. <laughs> I, I believe, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure that is the European name for Illusion of Gaia. Mm. That's an interesting, because that's, I don't have perspective on that, is is how, how I would feel. Is it, I feel, I, I think that's fair, because I feel like as a kid, I would have been like totally blown away by this. So, I, 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 so I can see how someone who's, yeah, I can see how it wouldn't age well to someone who's like familiar with it as a child and then replaying yeah. it, certainly. Yeah, because Gaia, I painted myself into a corner because I didn't kill everything in every room to get those health bonuses. And the, the two-hand boss, I could never get past until I like restarted the file like 10 years later. So I yeah, and that's a much breezier game than, uh, mm. than this one. Yeah, um, this was a little more obtuse. So I think I think I would have been very frustrated playing this in the time. All right. And then I have a few others I'm going to read from this group from Salva Black. The best SNES game that I ever played contains a bit of philosophy, a bit of history, a great story from Clifford Huxtable. I've tried three times to get into <laughs> this one. Have a feeling I'm really missing out. You are. I don't think that's his real name. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. But that's what's on here, so that's what I read. Mm, of course, of course. All right. Yeah. Uh, from Anthony Johnson, how long is the game? Tried starting it before, but didn't get into it. Uh, I would say like 20 hours, probably. It's yeah, it was like, yeah, just about. Beats at like 15 to 25. Yeah. 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 Mm. It spans all human history, so it's pretty long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and from Ryan G, you have a podcast called Games My Mom Found? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> so I had to read that one. This is how you're responding to him. 
Yeah, I did actually respond in the, <laughs> in the chat, the podcast, or not in the in the post. And it's like I'm, I'll take my answer off the air. Uh, <laughs> from Caleb Heddle, I'm sure the energy for this has passed, but I'd love to see a better English translation. The official one is charming before a certain point, but the late game dialogue feels rushed. Lots of non-fluent sentences, sentences in the end game. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 I definitely to, agree. If I if I can yeah. respond to that, I just want to say, don't give up that dream that like, oh, I, uh, maybe the time for a better English translation is past because like there have been English released quintet games that have gotten retranslations like Actraiser. Actraiser was a game that came out in North America and that got a that still got an English fan translation. Like so don't give a up live, don't give yeah. up we got Live Alive remake last year. Yeah, exactly. Don't give I never up hope. That come here. Do not give up hope. Um, like yeah, and let's face it. Uh, they were doing fan translations of let's see, of Final Fantasy two, Final Fantasy three, and Final Fantasy five. Oh yeah. Be actually, three. This one feels like this was one of the big early translations. I feel like. Well, I guess it was in Europe, so it didn't matter, did it? Yeah. Because uh, I mean, because yeah. Yeah, it does get noticeably worse though. Like the longer you play, the translation does get noticeably yeah, worse. I thought. It yeah, does. it does. But like I said, we're like we're saying these games do eventually can eventually come over. I mean, let's face it; it took us probably close to fifteen years to finally get the actual Final Fantasy three in America. Yeah, with the DS. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like an actual like two D version, mm-hmm. like within the last few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is possible. I, th- I I think it's like from a marketing standpoint, I think it's a slam dunk. I think Illusion of Gaia has enough nostalgia. Um, Soul Blazer does too. And then you say like, and hey, we've got this game that was never released in the North America. And then you sell it for 60 bucks. Like it's a really, it's a slam yeah. dunk. Uh, yeah. I, a collection <laughs> is definitely our best bet. I think oh, yeah. to, to ever see this. Yeah. Um, for sure. I would, I would 100% buy this if it did come out as like a collection yeah. here. Like, yeah, I would totally scoop that up. Like, or we can have a so quintet. Are, so we need, we need uh, to track down this director. That's that's our mission now. Five or quintet with Actraisers one and two. We'll throw those on there too. Yes. Yeah, Actraisers two hasn't been released. Anything else? Maybe back in the on the Wii Virtual Console or something. Yeah, yeah that's about Isn't it. Actraiser uh, remake, right? The first one Coming was. Or? Yeah, there was. Yeah, the, the first yeah. one. Yeah, that did. Actraiser Resurrection. <laughs> yes. So somebody, somebody's got knows about quintet ip (laughs) and from jonathan maldano my second favorite snes game of all time after chrono trigger that is fair no no, nothing else can be better than chrono trigger that's wild so who who is this person because chrono trigger wasn't in europe so they they must have come to it late no but also from ivan navarro well some people are in europe some they aren't for this group yeah yeah okay uh this one he said i love it and have a copy but you americans got chrono trigger so we're even (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point also not only that americans not only did we get that but like sadly for europe they never got super mario rpg chrono trigger and earthbound so we got all three of those i only missed two good games usa usa and canada (laughs) yeah Um, i agree i agree (laughs) And there from La- years ago. I'm proud of my jingoism, but this is one of them. <laughs> from Lars Ruman, in Europe, this was like one of the biggest titles back in the day. Such an epic classic. When I was a kid, it pretty much inspired my love for fantasy stories. I still love this game. We didn't get to play Chrono Trigger for that, which I got to know just 10 years ago. That is one just a little better than Paragamma. Mm. From Daniel Lee, did enjoy, didn't enjoy this game, but loved Soul Blazer. Mm. Interesting. And the last group I'm going to read from RPG lovers worldwide unite. See, I got a few from John Johns. I started playing this game like 10 years ago, got halfway through it and put it down. So there was something in there that made me not continue playing it. Can't remember what it was. Okay. 
That's fair. And oh, this guy has a picture of the actual of the box, the PAL box, and the mm-hmm. guide, and says this is this ARPG is very, 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 very awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a cool picture. The guide looks yeah. This is a good game you would have really needed to have a guide for. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Right from Tong Zoo, they really have to get to releasing this one stateside. I don't understand why they can't. It's literally already been translated in English already for Europe. I wish we could get a better translation, though. Same. I mean, there, I, there is a better translation that fans did, by the way. That's yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But from Ori Grinda, the ending left me devastated. There are only a few games which endings made me cry. This game is one of them. Aw. <laughs> right from Joseph Guerra, I was so heartbroken when I found out what the Elder and Dark Yomi made L almost do, which is kill you. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, here's one. John Bressel. Nice. Got a treasure of Rudolph to play first, but we'll get to that eventually. That's another Japanese RPG that never came to America, but mm-hmm. I need to play one day or finish yeah. playing. And from Philip Greaves, fantastic game with a very unique premise, highly underrated gem of the SNES. And last one I'm going to read from Dan Faulkner. Good game, but I also found it very overrated, too. It has a lot of flaws and the dungeons very widely from great to dull as fuck. The illusion to guy is better. OK, okay I disagree, yeah. but I get where you're coming from. No, uh, Yeah. I do love Illusion of the Guy, but this game, game blew me um, away. Just from everyone. Like, I like it. the one where yeah. you had to put the the, uh, the, the gems in the paintings. Mm. I, I really, really enjoyed that place. I guess it was Sylvain Castle, I guess it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the one with Bloody Mary. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I really I didn't love enjoy Soul... her so much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I really love Soul Blazer, but I can totally get people that'd be like, no, I think this game is like, I feel like this game's a little too, like, whatever. Like, I can get that. Fucking weird. All right, and before we go to Shelf Stacker Box, I want to give away a free Steam code. So this is for System Shock Enhanced Edition. The Steam the Steam oh, code is C Y nine Q Z six G Z T R Z D nine two. I think nice. that's a one. Okay. <laughs> Or an L. <laughs> I either or. You never tell with these things. Mm-hmm. Or I. It's one of those letters. So see what happens. Oh, but yeah, okay. System Talk Enhanced Edition. So there's your Steam code. <laughs> All right, and we'll go to Shelf nice. Stacker Box. And Blake, what about you? You know, actually, I, I've been thinking about this question. I think I would put it on the shelf. It is. It takes a. It takes a lot of big swings, which I have to give it credit for. It doesn't necessarily connect on every one of them, but I, I appreciate a game and a developer. that's going to really fucking, you know, try something big and, you know, maybe uh, failure is too strong a word because it is a good game, but you know, not, not, not connect on, on every, on every pitch thrown its way, Mm -hmm. but over one that's going to like kind of play it safe and, you know, um, put out a, a, a a boiler plate product. So like just on the credit of like what, what the game was, trying to do it may not have have you know it may not have done everything it set out to do but i really appreciate that it tried so i i, I put it on the on the on the on the stack i think oh the stack okay yeah yeah not not so good as it's i'm um, displaying it on the <laughs> shelf but it's hanging around we're not we're All not right. relegating it to the no, of course okay and richard what about you you know i i actually enjoyed playing this game I love the story. I like the philosophical element and development and everything. I think, though, I'd probably have to put it on the stack as well because I'm glad I played it. I am very glad I played it. Will I play it again? Only time will tell on that. I mean, when it comes to everything I'm playing, I'm emulator games tend to be on the low side of my my replay and all that. But, yeah, it was very enjoyable. It's 
I think it could use some fine tuning, like with that story, as we said, that does that does get a little confusing towards the end, and probably a little bit better explanation about what some of the items do. But overall, like yeah. it's a good game. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I'm not about to play it again anytime soon. That's because there's too many games. <laughs> <laughs> too many games for your mom to find. <laughs> and Vincent, what about you? Ah, I'm gonna be unpopular here. I'm gonna box it. Ooh. I really. I think like I think like narratively, graphically. I think it's doing a lot of cool things. I don't like playing this game at all. Like, oh, I think it's okay. it's a little too it's a little too mazy for me. It's a little too sparse in a lot of places, which I know is like part of the thing. But like like I'm just walking around. It does these Enix things where I'm like I walk through three screens to get to these parent lions. And I don't like it. Like there's nothing for me to talk to. This is and it, it's it's just not my my type of game. I'm not gonna play it again. As Richard was just saying, like, will I play again? <laughs> I know I won't. It's it's. It's doing a lot of cool things, but like gameplay wise, it's just not doing it for me. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't worry. I mean, hey, each, you know, each your opinion. I mean, I'm going to go next. I'm going to put this on the shelf. I had an amazing time with this game, and I will be telling many, many people if you love SNES RPGs, play this damn game. This is to me up there in top echelon of SNES games. Like, I would, if I would have played this as a kid in 96, I would have fucking loved this game. Like, 97, 98, 99. Like, I wish this I could I would have experienced this game as a child because it would have it would have stuck with me. And to play it, you know, recently in 2023, I had an amazing time playing this on the Steam Deck. I just wish I would have known to, you know, save and load my files so the talents could advance. But hey, you know, that's not that's not the game's fault. That's a me problem because I'm playing this on, you know, not legit hardware. But (laughs) it was a hell of an experience. So going on high shelf. So glad I finally played it. And what about you, Kyle? I would say I would put this most definitely on my shelf. I would display this proudly. Um, I would put this along with really the 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 quintet. You know, the once again the quote unquote quintet quintet. Excuse me, trilogy. I would I would display it with my other favorite like Super Nintendo games of uh, the console with Earthbound and uh, Link to the uh, Link to the Past, Legend of Zelda, the Ninja Warriors, Final Fight Three. Just I, I would display this proudly. I. Uh, I really love the ambition of this game. I love that it swings high. I uh, I love its storyline. I love that like a developer thought of making a game with this type of a plot, like in this era of gaming. I I really yeah. I just I love this game. I'm gonna say though. I'm uh I'm gonna say that my favorite of the trilogy is actually Soul Blazer though. I I know like as primitive as that game is, that's actually my favorite of the trilogy. But I, I I would this is like my number two game. Like Illusion of Gaia is is like my third favorite, but uh Terranigma is, is really damn good. I I really love it. It's an easy nine out of ten for me, maybe even a generous, uh very generous eight point five out of ten. This is just damn good gaming for the console. It's 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 really charming. The action art the action RPG gameplay is really accessible and easy to understand for the most part. Uh I think the world building is really unique and interesting and it makes you feel like you're really in it. Like you feel like you're really connected. And yeah, I I, I uh I would easily put this on my shelf. All right. All right, and that's all of us. <laughs> so that's you know, I, I'm I'm so glad we all got to experience this. You know, because everyone everyone but Kyle was the first time experiencing it. So, you know, I'm glad that you guys are able to do this for the show. And I wanted to do what we're talking about next week. Next week, you can hear all all about God, what the hell's his name? The type of this game because it's a weird name. Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. Yo, hell yeah! I think that's how you pronounce the actual title yes, of that game. That, that, yes, that is Mystical Ninja yep. starring Goemon. 
Yes, for and, that, and that is and that is how you pronounce the name Goemon. Okay, that that is I how knew, you pronounce it Goemon. I just couldn't because I know there's also Goemon's Great Adventure, which is for sixty four, yep. but that's a different game. That's and th- and that's also, but it's still a part of the same series. It's yeah. it's all a part of the in Japan. The uh, the series was called Gum uh, Gumbare Goemon or Go for It Goemon. So I yeah, so that's what you get to hear a, a sixty four game that no one talks about. Do so we hear that ah. next week on this podcast? Yes, yes, yes. And Vincent, where do people find you at? You can find me on Some of My Friends Read Comics. It's an audio podcast. comes out every other week. It's like a uh, comic book book club where we read uh, monumental comics. Recently, we reread um, some Spider-Gwen. We're going to be coming up and reading some Death of Captain America soon. All right. And Richard? Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube under Rich Kale, where I play through various video games and working my way through Final Fantasy games and some fighting game story modes. And I also have been reading through some of my fix and putting those up on there as well. And you can also find my fix on various websites like fanfiction.net, archive of our own, Comic Vine. All right. And Kyle, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on my various musings and postings on Twitter at... Uh at, excuse me, at UFO underscore Canada. And you can find me on Blue Sky at chibiufo.bsky.social. And you can also find my various uh, pictures of stuff on uh, Instagram at chibiufo. Great. And Blake, do you have anything to plug? I forgot to ask you. My charger for my phone because it's almost dead. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's, cl- that's cute. <laughs> and where can I find that? Is that on Apple Podcasts? My charger for my phone because it's almost dead. <laughs> you can It'd find that on name. Amazon, Best Buy, and uh, Walmart has some currently available. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find it. We have over 500 other episodes on this podcast. On Podbeat, you can find everything that we do on there. We have done Soul Blazer, Illusion the Guy, go on Podbean, type in Soul, type in Illusion. You will find them. They will come up and type in other RPGs, Crown Trigger, Final Fantasy VI. They will pop up too. So definitely just go type in names, see what you find. We have a huge catalog. We do comics, movies, TV shows, all sorts of stuff. Whatever I can convince, convince people to sit down and talk with me about, like this game. So definitely go check all that out. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for $1. You can vote in our Patreon poll. Right now the poll is Edgar Wright movies that Mike has never seen. So... You can go sign up and help help us out and vote for that and affect the outcome of the show and what we record. And we have a Discord, so please join that. That's free. You'll see a link in the show notes for that. Please join us and chat with us. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hathry. You can follow her on TikTok, and she's TikTok famous now. So definitely go support her and tell her I sent you. So because it makes me happy. <laughs> so definitely go follow her. And also give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker. He started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40, well over a couple years ago at this point, but he's been on the show a lot. He did all the MCU movies with me. Definitely go support him. You will see yeah, you will see a link in the show notes to everything that we have mentioned on here. You will see a link in the show notes to Illusion of Gaia and Soul Blazer episodes. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.